Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. Welcome to Sporty, the show that gives you half ass sports fans giving their half ass opinions. And now, here are your hosts. Number 119, I'm Chris. I'm Rich. I'm the Iceman. Hey, oh, my ads are on New England now. That's all I gotta say. Hell of a week in, uh, in, in football, but just sports all around, really. Yeah. Uh, You're on New England because they lost Hunt? Get the fuck out of here. Well, we usually push the football talk to the back, but this week, football has shoved its way to the front of the fucking show. Yes. See what I did there? Yeah. And, uh, of course, you know, biggest story in sports and around sports that the, the mainstream media is covering is, of course, Kareem Hunt. Uh, Yay, can't wait to have this conversation again. <sighs> saw the video from the hotel that TMZ released. I'll be brutally honest with you. was like, eh, well, that's it. That's all they got. I mean, that chick clearly kept coming at him. And at one point, he shoved his boy. His boy fell into that chick. That chick fell over. I was like, okay, well, that's not like... Like, Ray Rice did his best to send his fucking fiance to the fucking, like, moon. That motherfucker was trying to take her head off. That was just, get the fuck out of my face, bitch. Yeah. Right or wrong. On its own, I was like, okay. And then, you know, you hear the reports. And, say, and then he kicked her. And you're thinking, like, he wound up and went for a, you know, 69-yard field goal. And I've stepped on my cat more forcefully than that fucking kick. And then, of course, it comes out that... The last story I heard, the uh, the Chiefs and the NFL said they hadn't seen the tape before TMZ released it. And then, of course, he gets released by the Chiefs because they say he lied about the incident to them. But then it starts getting interesting because there's been two other incidences. One, him being accused of assaulting a man in a bar. And the other, there was video of apparently some sort of mini brawl that came close to breaking out with him right in the middle of it. And as much as as much as I've seen in 41 years just malicious fucking cunts start shit and then want to go hide behind fucking somebody's fucking coattails when the shit fucking when they when they start the SH and the IT shows up and they're not ready to deal with it. Fuck, okay, first of all, let me just say this. Anyone that says this is domestic violence, you're a fucking idiot. You don't know the, you don't know the definition of the word. Stop using words you don't know the definition of. Second of all, and yes, that does fucking matter. Okay, this wasn't his, this isn't his wife, his girlfriend. This isn't a repeated incident. This is a drunk bitch and him and his boys probably drinking. I don't know. Who knows what the fuck they were he's doing. 23, I think he's probably been out drinking. And he's absolutely and he's absolutely allowed and to. And he's a millionaire, so uh, barely. There's ac- there's accusations that she was throwing around the end bomb with the hard R. Yeah, that she hit his girl first. That she followed him to the hotel. Um, the fact that she didn't press charges, and the fact that the police didn't press charges, is 
interesting to say the least. There's also no audio has been released. It's only been video. Who even knows if there's audio? I mean, I, I've, I've worked in a lot of retail and, and restaurants where, you know, we might have high definition video rolling, but only one was wired for audio and, you know, and video. Um, that incident on its own, I was like, this is an overreaction. This is the, see, this is that bullshit. This is that Roger Goodell power tripping. You add the other two incidences, you start getting into Pac-Man Jones territory as far as I'm concerned. It's a problem. We're still in the league. It's a problem with a dude who can't hold his fucking temper and puts himself in shitty situations where stuff like this is going to keep happening. Um, Not that it would excuse it, but unless there's some sort of substance abuse issue that's impairing his judgment, putting you know, and 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 you know, impairing it to the point where he puts himself repeatedly in these positions. And I mean, in three incidences in a it, incidents in a year is quite a bit, especially for a professional athlete who, you know, the scrutiny's on you. That's someone who can't hold his booze is what that sounds like. Or someone who's got a temper problem or both. Uh, so yeah, I mean, at this point it's like, I, I, I guess you add it all together. The Chiefs did what they felt they had to. They know that he was gone for the rest of the season in the playoffs, period. Goodell was not going to let him play. And the the CBA allows Goodell to, to put him on the exemption list, which means they, he can go back and retroactively or suspend him for, for incidences that happened you know, prior, which is what happened with Ray Rice. Um. I don't know. I still think he kind of. I think he got it railroaded, kind of. Quite honestly, I mean, my 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 retort is two words: Joe Mixon. There's a video of Joe Mixon. Clearly, we've all seen it. We talked about it on this show. He's still in the league. What, well, wasn't Ruben Foster arrested like a month ago? There's 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 a problem that's not being addressed in the media because anyone who addresses it will be shouted down as an apologist for woman beating and domestic violence and shit. But the, the reality of it is, if you have internet access, and you're, if you're listening to this podcast, you have internet access of some sort. You can go online and just search women attacking men video and find thousands upon thousands of videos of women at bars, out in public, attacking men and doing so with impunity because their female privilege allows them to, to do that and society says well you're a weak woman you can get away with it even though out the other side of a, a lot of people's mouths from that same society will say there's absolutely no difference between men and women well, there's a reason men don't go start shit like this left and right because we'd get our asses beat if we did well why is it that there's so many videos of women just i mean from any place from a mcdonald's to bouncers at bars, to professional athletes, to girlfriends attacking their boyfriends in, in, in public in fights and arguments, where the guy doesn't fight back, and these women are never called on it. The worst you hear is, well, she shouldn't have done that. Well, no, she committed a crime. She needs to be charged just like a man would. Mm -hmm. You want equality, you laid your hands on another person, now, you have, you know, now, you, now you're up for felony assault. 
and wouldn't, I mean, you know, here, there goes all the sponsors we don't have with my next statement, but wouldn't true equality be like, hey, you pop someone in the mouth, be ready to get popped in the mouth back? Once again, why most guys, once they reach a certain age and they either get their clock cleaned one good time or they end up talking to a cop because they thought they had every right to defend themselves, they found out, no, you don't have the right to defend yourself against a woman regardless of what she does. A woman can stab you, a woman can pull a gun on you, a woman can try to run you over with her car. By the way, these are not incidences that I'm making up out of thin air. These are incidences I have witnessed either with my own eyes, seen the police reports, or seen the aftermath of that my friends have gone through. And none of these women were charged. In all these cases, the cops showed up. Yet I have friends who sat in jail for weeks on end trying to make bail because their girlfriends came home drunk. And they had the audacity to ask their girlfriend, where the fuck have you been all night? And their girlfriend started attacking them. And then after they were done attacking them, called the cops and said, he hit me. And the reverse doesn't hold true. So this is an issue in society. And it's not just an issue in society. It's an issue in pro sports. Look at someone like Hope Solo. She's got a nice long track record of domestic and family abuse. Beating on Jeremy Stevens, her husband beating on her family members. There's been multiple incidences of domestic abuse between partners in the WNBA. One of those situations was two female players that are partners beating the shit out of each other. And it swept under the rug. But because this is, you know, and yeah, I'm going to say it. Race does play an issue in here because it's a black man shoving a white woman and giving her the most gentlest of kicks he could have. Because believe me, if he wanted to take her lower jaw and split it into four pieces, he could have done it with one kick. If he wanted to take her head off her shoulders, he could have done it with one uppercut. The fact that I saw the aftermath video, the body cam footage of her sitting there screaming and crying at the cops, and there was not a mark on her, tells me that he showed a lot more restraint than a lot of men I know. He's a pro football player. Works out seven days a week. I'm sure he could have done a lot more damage. I I can't go with you on the race. I really can't. The only thing you guys, well, it's not the only thing, but the main thing you guys are doing is trying to have a talk about this uh, situation and leaving out the fact that it's 2018. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't that doesn't that doesn't mean anything to me. No, okay, okay. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. No, no. Hold on. You can say it's the current year constantly over and over. It doesn't change the law, okay? Right, it doesn't. And the law prevailed. The law said it wasn't a crime. But you're trying to you're trying to argue legally, was he wrong or right? That doesn't matter. Because it is twenty eighteen and this is morally is is wrong. Period. Whether you agree, I agree, disagree, it doesn't give a fuck. He's got we no longer rich. get trial by we, we no longer get trial by jury with twelve jurors. We got the world's population as our jury, it's, and we're, we're guilty or innocent, the moment, exactly, the moment this hits mainstream media, the moment it comes out, you're already judged, either you're innocent or guilty, right then and there, done, yeah. it doesn't have to go to court, it, no, trial, no trial, no charges have to be filed, yeah, your boss doesn't even ever have to see the fucking thing. Who needs the real justice system? We have the social exactly. justice system. Absolutely, and, that, and that's all that matters anymore. We, we've talked about it time and time again. All it ever matters is if you're even charged. Somebody even says you did something. Okay, well, and then, and then 
I hope everybody who shits on due process and doesn't care about it understands that the next level of escalation will be hospitalization of when a professional athlete snaps because they know that's their career or death to whoever they're attacking. Because if I'm going to lose my career and I'm going to lose my livelihood and I'm going I'm to be a pariah, okay, let me tell you something. I don't have half the mentality, the, 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 the hood come up hard mentality that a lot of motherfuckers in the NFL or pro athletes do. All right. Especially when you want, you want to, you want to see this mentality in full effect, go to boxing, go to MMA. All right. As, as Joey Diaz so, so elegantly puts it, go talk to the motherfuckers who, who come here from other countries with that immigrant mentality. All right. Cause their mentality is if you're going to take everything away from me, I'm going to earn it. So congratulations. You people that don't care about due process, that don't care about the legal system, that don't care about right or wrong, you just care about virtue signaling your outrage all over social media, the blood will be on your hands when that person finally snaps and says, yeah, you know what? Just like Mike Tyson did when they asked him, how do you feel about your rape victim? And he goes, well, you know what? Since I went to prison, I wish I would have raped the bitch. And to me, that's what an innocent man says. Very much. So it's going to escalate to, oh, bitch, you're going to cost me. And by the way, bitch doesn't have to be female. That just, that, that just makes it salacious. That just brings uh, in the, the NPR crowd, the view crowd, the crowd that don't uh, give a f- I'm sorry. So go ahead. No, I've pumped pretty, uh, my plenty of my fair share of little bitches. You know what I'm saying? It could be a man. Doesn't matter. But this shit. If that's the, if that's the route we're going, well, so fucking be it, man. And at that point, yeah, it those the blood will be on those people's hands as much as it is on anyone who turned a blind eye to a habitual offender like this, a ticking time bomb like this. And that's unfortunately where I have to the because of the other two incidents, that's where I have to put Kareem Hunt and. It, I, I have to agree and, and just smile, nod, and walk away because it, it doesn't even have to be real. Accusations, we talked about this so much. Accusations will end this man's career. Everybody will look at him like fucking rapist, racist, sexist. Just the label makes people nowadays look at you sideways. All of a sudden, a fucking video comes out and a woman gets knocked to the ground, and you don't leave well enough alone, and you come up and you throw a kick at her, I don't care if he touched her or not. The fact that he kicked at her while she was on the ground. The, the fact that he made contact means he's just a caveman. He's a Neanderthal. That's in the eyes of this world today. It sucks. There's nothing we're going to be able to do. We've said it many times before about many other people, how it's not right, it's not fair, but that's just the way the world is, and there ain't nothing you, me, Chris, ain't nobody going to do to say uh, that's going to change this shit. Well, there's going to be a lot of people going to prison. There's going to be a lot more people waking up in the hospital in the ICU. And you know what? These people don't care because they're just going to cash in on the headlines. It's going to be just what it's been. It's going to be a week of football's too violent. This is toxic masculinity. We need to we need to breed this out of men as if we're like you know pit bulls that can't control ourselves. Yeah. You know, and it's, and it's, and it's always going to be women and some fucking sissy ass motherfucker talking. Fedora talk wearing, like white horse riding. <coughs> oh. 
some dude who probably couldn't even show you how to properly throw a football, let alone execute a throw, but he all of a sudden has become an expert on the culture surrounding football because he because he read a male on another male feminist article on it somewhere. And, and here's he, the really bad part. He was fine until he went to, for the kick. Because everything could be explained all the way up to you couldn't leave well enough alone. You had to go back and go up to her and kick her. And kick at her. I mean, even if he, he kicked her, but even if he wouldn't have made contact, the fact that you walked up and kicked at her, at that point, that, that was game over. Because I watched the whole video and I was like, okay, she hit him and he pushed her back and it was being held back. And I'm, I understand that. Yep, yep, yep. Lost and dude, yep. shoved shoved his boy who was trying right. to stop him, and his boy went flying into this woman. Right, I understood all of that, and I was like, "Yeah, what the fuck? Where's the big issue?" Then the motherfucker comes all the way back out, by himself, goes all the way over to her, and puts boot to boot to ass. And I'm like, "Now you're fucked." Right and then I, and there, I knew it. I have to and agree I'll, with you. And I'll tell you anything, anything else, people looked at him and was like, yeah, okay, he's just mad. Even the, the most hardcore feminist is looking at it going, oh, I could be mad about that a little bit. He shouldn't, he shouldn't be doing, okay. But the moment he went all the way back out all by himself and she was chilling on the ground crying, whatever the fuck she was doing down there. And he was like, and take that. Oh, no, 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 no. You done fucked up. You fucked up. You know that, right? You know you fucked up, right? That uh, was it. Maybe it's because where I come from, how I was raised. But if someone's on the ground and you go to fucking, you know, stomping them out like, like you know, you're Joe Pesci and 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 Robert De Niro and Goodfellas when he when Joe Pesci got told to go home and get his fucking shine box. All right, that's a defenseless person, and you are at that point. You're opening the door for whatever criticism comes your way. They don't even have to knock, let alone kick down the door. You opened it and said, come on in. Well, you did that. That's on you. Are you talking to someone who has most of his life wore steel toe boots? And trust me, believe me, outside of a brawl, someone goes down. I don't go over and start putting the fucking tip of my steel toes to their fucking jaw because I know what could happen real easy. I could kill them. I could disable them. I could blind them. I could put them in a coma. And it's not like I'm a fucking, you know, professional fucking striker on some European football team. It's just the nature of what you're doing to somebody in a defenseless position. But the fact that he went over and did that tells me that that doesn't mean he that didn't even cross his mind at the time. And you couple that with the other two incidents. We got a problem here. I mean, it would be bad enough if it was another guy. Some and the other two incidents little, were guys. Right. But I'm saying, if this was some skinny little guy, black and white, doesn't matter, just some skinny little guy punk trying to punk out Kareem Hunt, and the guy couldn't, you know, Kareem couldn't hold his temper, whatever. And then he's over there, and he's like, he's got his hand in his head, and then he, he look up, and bam, there's Kareem's boot to your melon. Any, either way you look at it. The fact that the video caught him doing that, where's the gavel? You're done, son. Like I said, he's been judged way before it ever went to the cops. Well, why you said you don't agree on the racial aspect that I said, my point was it doesn't matter if I, once again, just like you said, doesn't matter. It's 2018. It doesn't matter. It's 2018. 
doesn't matter if I agree with the racial viewpoint or not. I've seen it and I've heard it from multiple people. Call-ins to radio shows. Call-ins. Well, yeah, but, but and I'm not. And hold on. And I'm not talking about sports shows. I'm talking NPR. I'm talking comments on on Reuters and AP stories. That you know, this is this is what you get with toxic masculinity. And and inevitably, any way they can they can pump the toxic masculinity up by saying, "Well, this is toxic masculinity in the in the black in black culture, and it's something that we don't talk about." As long as they're not white, and they say that, as long as they're under that protected class called person of color, and they say that, they'll get away with it, and they have, because there's been nobody, not one, cocksucking motherfucking piece of shit with half. Of a hair on his fucking sack or her fucking gash to fucking speak up and go, wait a minute, hold on. You're going to turn this thing racial? Plus there's the whole, well, he ca- she called him a nigger with the hard R. So she got what she deserved aspect. So you can say the racial aspect isn't there and you don't care about it. But once that was brought up, it was fucking in full effect. And it didn't matter if it was 2018 or not. Because there's going to be certain people that are going to look at it as, yep, and if this was 1918 instead of 2018, they'd have lynched his ass because a white woman accused him of this. Didn't matter what she did to him. And if you don't think I haven't seen articles that say that and seen comments that say that and heard callers on NPR that haven't said that, then you, my friend, are a gullible, simple fuck. Right. Now, and here's the, the thing. Here's the thing. They're doing that because that is what it is. It was a black man with a white woman. So it was very easy for somebody to throw that fact out. Oh, it's racist. They wouldn't have done it if it was a black girl. Really? Ray it wouldn't have happened if that was, was a white black? guy. Yeah. You know, but Chris, here's the thing. Chris Brown get that if memo? That was, if that was McCaffrey from the Panthers the white running back, and a black female, they would have said the same damn thing. Oh, it's, he's a racist white fuck. Oh, he's trying to beat up the black woman and hold the black woman. I mean, I mean anybody could play that card at any time. Once again, for the last time, for the love of God, it is 2018. They're going to pull it all. It's sexist. It's racist. It's toxic masculinity. It. Oh, my God. It's. They think they're above the law. Yeah, and if you if you flip toxic masculinity for toxic uh, femininity, and you think they're above the law, NFL players for women, you get exactly what happened. A woman without fear whatsoever, because it never even crossed her mind. This is a professional athlete who could kill me with one punch, but because I'm a woman, I'm protected. I am entitled. I have the right to do this to him, and you can't hit me nigger and i would not be surprised if those exact words came out of her mouth let me tell you something as a white man if i had to put myself in his shoes i would be sitting in jail when the when the incident originally happened because i'd have done my best to been like yeah i watched roots bitch and i got something for that ass and i'd have put every bit of fucking 500 years of slavery into the punch that i sent that cunt's way period end of story right this is here's the difference though rich they are held to a higher ground. Okay, they are professional athletes. They get paid millions upon millions upon millions. I don't know who this woman is. I don't know what she said, didn't say, or did and didn't do. Does not matter. 
you are paid millions upon millions upon millions. You're professional. You're held to a higher standard. Walk away. Look at her. Say whatever the fuck you want and continue walking. Get up to your room. It's it's easy for for people to say that who weren't in the situation. Because that's all I saw over social media. Who could just walk away? Wait a minute, listen, listen, throw thousands, a couple of thousand dollars at one of your girls or boys when you get back to your fucking hotel room to go down there and give that bitch what she deserved. Okay, but let's stop. You can't say what you want, because if he'd have come out with just, if he'd have called her everything under the sun that he could think of, come guzzling, gutter slut, sperm burping, road whore, useless fucking coos, stupid broad fucking absolute just a, a life support system for a pussy yeah cunt all that would have came out and they'd have been like he deserved to get attacked but yet all i've heard is well of course she shouldn't have called him the n-word but i mean what do you expect oh really well then how come i'm not hearing well of course she shouldn't have laid her hands on him but what do you expect oh because that's right it doesn't work both ways see that's the I brought up the racial issue because the racial issue was introduced by other people. My issue is, it's not racial. This, my issue is, this is societal. This is society saying, women and men are exactly the same. Anything a man can do, a woman can do, until it comes time to, to, to take an ass whooping. And to be responsible for your own fucking decisions. And if, now, if this bitch would fucking get up in front of a camera and say, I was drunk that night. I followed him to his hotel. I would not let the issue go. I kept going at him. If if he was doing to me what I was doing to him, I would expect any of my male friends to step in and try to stop him. I can't be shocked by what his reaction. I brought this upon myself. Then you know what? I'd have respect for her. But instead, what did I see? I saw the body cam footage of her just, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. I didn't do anything. Why are you talking to me? No, it takes two to tango, sweetheart. And you definitely started that situation, just like the other situations that he's involved in. I Look, I'm no stranger to the fact that if you have a reputation of being Billy Badass, even if you just hang with someone who has that reputation, people are going to test that reputation. And believe me, I've been in the club spending money. The group of guys I'm with spending money. And the other group of guys, like, look at them motherfuckers, think they all that. Fuck them, let's go over there and fuck them up. Because that's how dumb guys can get. I've been in that situation. So the problem is, in my book, bottom line, and it's not anyone else's book. It's just mine. Problem is, he now has a documented history of not controlling his temper, no matter who's coming at him the other way. Right. Yeah. That makes him a liability for any team he's on. Because at any time when he's not at practice, OTAs or, or or on the field playing a game, he could be out there getting in some bullshit. And why would I want to invest in him? Why would I want to have to put up with the headache of that? Yeah, I understand he's the Russian leader, but you know what? You got a real short shelf life, homeboy. And we, we got a whole draft coming up in April to replace people like you. We'll find another person that will lead the league in Russian. Believe that. Mm-hmm. And as fucked up as this sounds... I don't think his career should be over. I don't think he should play again this year. Personally, I haven't seen anything that warrants him sitting out next season. And I damn sure haven't seen anything that, that warrants him being blacklisted. Yeah, I think he plays again. I think it's next year. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't see him playing. Dude, he was a top 
running back in the league. They'll trust me. And he's, uh, he's, yeah, he's it doesn't not, matter. He scores touchdowns. It, hold on. And he's not even close to his expiration date. Yeah, he's twenty three. Does if he was, Ray Rice? Guys, Ray, Ray no, Rice was Ray 30. Rice was yes. Ray Rice was very close to his expiration date. Ray Rice was living on borrowed time for his position in the NFL. I can't see it happening just because of that. Now, I it's two I'm words. You, Michael Vick. I'm giving you what I've seen in in today's world. That's not going to happen. Michael Vick. Michael Vick played again. Michael Vick served his. Michael Vick served his bid and played again. Well, I this will is, say that. This is almost verbatim Ray Rice. No, it's not. Not even close. How is it not even close? Uh, first well, of all, it's 10 months ago, not two weeks back. ago. Knocked her down. Uh, he, okay, well, uh, he also started the situation. Ray Rice started the situation. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, Ray, Ray, Rice, Ray Rice hit that, his fiance wife, I don't know what she is, to him right now with a punch. That would have damn near taken all three of our heads off at once. Like some three stooges line them up and did, 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 shit. All right. That's just that's just a fact. Hunt didn't throw a punch like that, period. The kick to her, as bad as the, uh, it, and, and this is a word I'm hearing more and more and I'm starting to despise along with like dog whistle and snowflake and all this shit. The optics of the situation, as bad as it looked, uh, I'm pretty sure if he'd have gave her a, Deep bruise, cracked a bone with that kick. She'd have shown that to the police, and he'd have been in custody in February when the incident happened. Between how that kick looked and the fact that the police, when she was like, I was kicked, didn't, you know, you know they had to at one point go, can, okay, can we see where he kicks you? I can't see it. Show it to me. I don't even see the, and I don't even see a boot print. Tells me all I need to know. Tells me that he, you know what I think really happened? I think he went in there to go in for the fucking. I'm gonna send this bitch to the moon, like, like, like some, like some. You know what I'm saying? Like some uh, 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 menace to South Central. What up, partner? Stomp motherfucker out shit, and he thought better of it at the last second and pulled his kick. That's not honestly what I think happened. Does it make it right? No, it doesn't fucking make it right. None. Of, this whole here's the thing. There's no one right in this situation. All right, the situation between. Kareem Hunt, this woman, there's no one right. There's no clear-cut good guy. There's no clear-cut bad guy. But there are people oh, surrounding this situation. I'm, I'm sorry, what? I said I completely agree with that. Completely. Neither one of them are right. But there's a lot of fucking dancing idiots around in a hump circle going, a fight, a fight. Come on, kick the bitch's ass. Come on, kick his ass. Come on. Let's, let's, ooh, ooh. We all know them shit stirs. The people that used to shit, get shit started up in school or when you played sports, ooh, they said that, ooh. You know where you find them now? Jerry Springer's audience. Right. Right? They're the chicken shits and they ain't got the balls to go in there and do it themselves, but they want to see the fucking blood sport. Yeah, well, as someone who did have the balls to go do it myself, I'm not a dancing monkey for you fucks. And the, to me, the best thing that can happen to Kareem Hunt is learn that there's a lot of motherfuckers around you who want you to be a dancing monkey. And I don't mean that in a racial way. I'm talking literally like the wind-up toy. Like, wind them up, let them go. Be entertaining for us. And you need to get them people to fuck away from you. And you need to learn, if you're going to party, and you're going to party hard, do it with people you trust in an environment that is not in public. Which is nothing new that we've said on this show. We've said the same thing about Manziel. We've said the same thing about, well, Gronk to a lesser extent, but... Gronk seems to, Gronk seems to have that aw shucks bullshit charm that just gets him out of shit. 
you know, I've seen I've seen you know uh, the the uh, the cut down interview with Kareem Hunt. He doesn't have that <laughs> I'm Gronk dumbass mentality. No. All right. He and he he did sound sincere in his. He was like, you know what? I hot. It was in the moment. I did something I shouldn't have done. I absolutely take responsibility for it. Which, by the way, is more than I've heard anybody even in anybody make a statement on behalf of this woman say why because everyone around her is is not going you need to take responsibility for your involvement in the situation and escalating the situation to the point where it got and what you're telling her is you're the victim we need to find a way for us to i mean for you to cash in on this now you say you can't see him playing i think we see him playing again there's only one way we're going to figure this out there's only one here's here's the deal we can argue about it for the next hour which i really don't want to do or we can shut the fuck up and wait until next season and find out if he plays again. Which I'm, I if, if we're taking a vote, that's what I vote. Because now we're getting into let's talk about speculation. There's a reason I'm not in like you know that I'm not in that department. I, I that, definitely vote to wait to see what happens because I don't think it's gotten any better since Ray Rice. And to me personally, this is identical. Woman, hotel, knocked out, running back video you're done son so i i i I would love to see how this is going to get explained away police charge one and and not the other i I don't care about police i'm talking public opinion there we go this crazy facts getting in the way again huh it's not about facts i it's a public opinion is is the exact same as it was with ray rice as it is with kareem hunt it well, doesn't matter that Ray Rice's wife hit him or whoever she is hit him, pushed him, did everything she could, and she got knocked out by the fucking elevator. Ray Rice pushed her down, she hit her head on the fucking elevator, and out she went. No, Ray Rice wound up and took a fucking swing for the ages on that bitch. I don't know what video you watched. I watched when they were in the elevator, and he pushed her, and she hit her head on the elevator that night. Well, if that was a push, then I... Yeah. All right, whatever. I, I'm, we're not rehashing a four-year-old case because I'm not looking at another video from four years. I don't think I don't think it got any better today than it did in his time, and the situation is very, very similar to me. Very similar. Well, so I don't see how they're going to get away from that now when they were like, "Oh fuck, see ya, bye," in Ray Rice's condition. Well, I, there wasn't even a there wasn't even a talk about it. Ray Rice was damn close to being put out to pasture as far as age of a running back. Kareem Hunt is just entering his prime. That's a difference. Yeah. I'm not saying it's the only difference. I'm not saying it's going to make that much of a difference. I'm just pointing out the differences to you. Two. No, no, you're right. You're right. Two. Two. Ray Rice, as far as I remember, never sat down, did a one-on-one interview, and put himself out and took full responsibility for his actions. Yeah, he sent his wife out to talk to the media like a couple days later. Straight bitch move. I I absolutely love that this happened now and with Kareem Hunt. Because we said it then with Ray Rice. If this was anybody else, if this was somebody in a Super Bowl contending team, it, it would be way different. Well, ta-da. So I, I want to see. Is it way different? I'm no. definitely no, part of the weight squad. The, the wild card that makes me say we have to wait is Goodell. We don't know what he's going to do. I, I've heard like a six-game suspension. 
Well, the fact that, okay, first of all, TMZ got this video and the police, the NFL, the Chiefs all said, we never saw the video until you people did, meaning the public. I got to scratch my head and go, really? Especially the police? Really? I mean, what's the first thing that happens in in an incident in a public area where there's cameras all over the place and the police show up? We're going to need all that footage. Really? Nobody saw it until TMZ put it out there? I don't know if I'm buying that. No, someone's being dishonest. Somebody saw that. I might believe the Chiefs and Goodell because there was no charges pressed. They said, you know what? After the Ray Rice shit, we're not trying to dig. And if you depress charges, we'd have to fucking take a look at the video. We'd have to release it. Have to make a statement about it. But no charges pressed. Whatever. Let's leave well enough alone. And TMZ comes and they're like, let's... St- Ooh, you hear what he said about your mama? Ooh, that's TMZ. And that's the level that, by the way, not just TMZ, that's the level of media these days on The Whole, which is another podcast. You can catch it Saturdays on ChrisForMedia.net. <laughs> it's called Unregimented. All right. However, I think he's done for the rest of the season without a doubt. Oh, yeah. There's a month left. It, yeah, and he's done for the playoffs. There's no way. I don't care if the Chief, if if Cadell says you can come back for the playoffs. I don't think the Chiefs pick him back up. I just don't see it happening. Um, I could see him missing all the preseason next year and probably half of next year. Regular. Two season. words, Chris. Are you ready? What's that? Oh, <laughs> I had it muted. <laughs> it's three. No, Le'Veon Bell. What about Levy? Oh, goes to the Chiefs. Come on. Really. Kareem can end Philly, the Jets, New England. Hunt can land I, I, plenty of spots. I, I'm going to go with Rich's move, and I got to wait and see because this is just going to actually be kind of exciting. How are they going to do this to get this boy back to playing? I just want to watch that happen. But in the meantime, you have the Chiefs that are playing outside their mind. Sorry, Kareem, you're good, but their quarterback is what gets them where they're at. Yeah, but I think, I think, I think any successful team, you got to have a quarterback, a running back, and a receiver. And I think they just lost I, the third part of that. That um, they lost their tri- they lost they lost the ground game of their triplets. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think. What did they pick up? Where I think is his name? Oh, he's been he's been on he's been Kareem Hunt's backup the whole time. He just doesn't. No, play. they released him and they and they brought him back just recently. They picked him back up, but uh. I mean, I don't know, man. In that system, pretty much anybody could be the running back. No, no, no. You want to look at Spencer Ware's numbers the year before before last year? No, no, no. Nah, I'm Kareem saying in that system. Kareem Hunt is a special player, man. I agree. He's a great running back. Absolutely. But in that system, I think anybody can be the running back, not just have great numbers. I don't think. Ware's going to have great numbers, but I think he's going to be decent enough to get the job done. Because, and I, I go back to the Patriots, you know, that was running back by committee with Tom Brady, and, and you know, it worked. You know what? You know who? You know who I feel sorry for in all of this? Andy Reid? Yep. He's got to be thinking, what the fuck? Really? Yeah, no, right. I had it. Like twice. Like, uh... Like Michael Vick, I'm now going this to shit. Tell the damn it, that ain't right. 
Like Andy Reid is going to turn into Tyler Durden and blow up any hotel that his team has to spend the city, the night in. All right, just be like you're going to have to you're going to have to sleep in your cars, guys. I don't know. And don't look now, Chiefs, but the the Texans and the, the Patriots they're just one game behind you as far as record. So I mean, it's... and believe me, even though we haven't heard a mouse piss on cotton from New England. There was a whole lot of tea sipping going on in New well, England. I told you. It's, Would it's, you look at that? Is that meme I sent you guys? The Belichick just drinking a glass of orange juice. Mm-hmm. Just like, all right. Okay. Well, this is this is why we know God's a Patriots fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, look. Is there anything that you two have left saying the Kareem Hunt incident? Because I really don't. As if you're a Kansas City fan, sorry, sorry about your luck. Oh no, uh-uh. Like I just said, Kareem Hunt's a great running back, and and he'll be missed and all that. But D- they got it set up there that it's okay. Division isn't clear. It's okay. Chargers one game behind you. We'll find out. There's there's still a little bit of season plus the playoffs left. We're gonna find out. Mm-hmm. Oh, we we gonna learn one way or the other. Mm-hmm. We gonna know by the time the clock strikes triple zeros at the Super Bowl. I'm All just right. saying this season the biggest story hasn't been look how many yards Kareem Hunt's putting up. I got it. He can run. I got it. He's got some good moves and he does some things. But I'm sorry, that quarterback though. How many touchdowns in how many games? He's being mentioned with who? Absolutely. Okay. But if you let's just say you put a, a an average quarterback in that situation, they were having that success. They'd be talking a whole fuck a lot about Tariq Hill and Kareem Hunt. Well, I would like to bring your attention to Alex Smith, who was in that position last season. They, where'd he go? IR, Washington. Thanks. See ya. Which leads to. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm so sick of this fucking story. Can can some Tampa please please sign Kaepernick? You know what? Fuck that. I don't even know if Kaepernick wants to play anymore. Here's what you because I've not I haven't heard Kaepernick say if he wants to play or he doesn't want to play anymore. I've heard a lot of people talking on his behalf. This is what I want. I want like a team like Tampa to go hold a press conference, get Kaepernick's agent on the phone, put him on speakerphone, put him up to we'd like to offer a contract, starting quarterback, blah 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 blah. What say you? Well, I've talked to my client. Okay, well, we're having a live press conference. You got an hour. We'll feed the press. Then then, then you have to have an answer. Because then the story can either die like it should, or it can be the whole, he's blacklisted. He'll never play in the NFL again. Can be put to rest because he's playing in the NFL. Because I am so over this fucking story. I am so over everybody talking about it. How much better Kaepernick is than any replacement quarterback, any backup quarterback that gets signed? If the NFL had, if the NFL had any brain cells left, they would go to one of their worst teams or a team that's in need of a quarterback and go sign this man. We'll pay his salary. Just get well, this to shut everybody up. Period. Yeah, but I mean, at this point. Tua Tavatalova is better than fucking the butt fumble, dude. The Dirty Sanchez? Come on, man. Oh, you mean a guy who hasn't played one down in professional football? 
That's the guy. Look, I don't care. I just I am so sick and tired of the Twitter mob. Every time a quarterback gets in, injured, every time a backup quarterback gets signed, going, what about Kaepernick? And not hearing anything from Kaepernick himself, but all these people on his behalf being either outraged or fuck him. Well, here's a couple things that neither of these people want to hear. First of all, it's been three seasons. He may not be in playing shape. At this point, he can hit and break in half. We don't know. We don't know the man's, you know, we don't know the man's fitness regimen. Despite what Drew Rosenhaus says. Second, he's 31, all right? You know, two or three seasons ago, you could argue, oh, he's, in the, you know, he's at the age where they're in their prime. Well, yeah, well, now he's at the age where the sun starts setting. So uh, you only got a couple more seasons to call for him to get signed before it's like, eh, what do you want to sign a 34-year-old quarterback for? That hasn't played in six years. You know, so, well, look, I don't give a fuck about any of that. My position on this non-story that is constantly fist-fucked into the ass of every sports fan that we have to answer for, like we're the ones making the decisions for every NFL team, which we're not, but it's always laid at our feet anytime this happens. My position is just fucking someone, give him a contract and shut everybody up. I'm done. I'm done with this story. I'm done with it. He either accepts the contract or he doesn't. That's his final statement on it. You're either you either go be a martyr and you play you play up to that martyr dollar or you grab the football and you go out and do what you think you can do best, which is lead a team to victory and then shut the fuck up. I, and I'm not saying shut the fuck up as far as his his crusades, his social justice agenda. Just shut up about him not being on a team, okay? I'm over it. I'm done with it. I'm tired of it. There's no reason we're still having this conversation without the man himself speaking up on the situation. The man hasn't spoken on the situation as far as I know. He did a fucking ad for Nike, and that's the closest he came to re- to, to speaking on his situation. That's I, I a think job. That's not a fucking statement. I, I don't know. It's a pretty good statement, even when it costs you everything. I think he's done. It didn't cost him shit. That's what I don't like about that ad. He still lives in the same house, still got the same bank account. He still ain't worrying about where his meals are coming from. Didn't cost him anything. Well, that's just a little aside I wanted to say once again, because you two have more to hash out about it. I'm over that fucking story. There's I was f- having last watching Mark Sanchez get fucked up. Well, first of all, uh, the Sanchez always took better pitchers for GQ than he ever fucking threw the football in the, in the pros. So... We all know that. That motherfucker needs to go be a male model and keep his fucking mouth shut somewhere. Because that's all he's a side for. note to a side note. What the fuck happened to McCoy? He broke his Did leg. Did you guys see it? <sighs> yeah. He was running, he fell, and then all of a sudden, nada. I was like, he was hell? running, he fell. His leg slammed into a player's leg who's was planted, and it broke around the shin bone of that player's leg. It happens. I've seen enough kickboxing matches to know it happens. Right. Okay. You may, ha- look- you, you may have the coolest name for any Texas quarterback ever. <laughs> Possibly any quarterback ever. That's a true statement. If you're a gunslinger. Te- ah. Texas really fits. You know, let's yeah. be honest here. Yeah. 
If he played for Notre Dame, it wouldn't fit as well as playing for, you know, Hook'em Horns. But, dude, ultimately, you're just a fucking backup, man. You and and Ryan Mallett and Sanchez, okay? Mike Lennon. <laughs> I, when yeah. Alex Smith went down, I was like, Colt McCoy's still in the league? Exactly. I thought he was in the Arena Football League or some shit. I, thought, I decided one of those guys that... He came in the league, and he played his couple seasons, and that was it. Well, like I said, just because you had the coolest name for any quarterback at Texas in my lifetime doesn't mean it translated to career, career success in the pros. Well, uh, speak, well, while we're keeping it in the pros, I mean, uh, Green Bay, Mike McCarthy, bye-bye. Didn't even wait for the season to be over. Oh, you cocksucker. See, I was going to try to ease into that because there's 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 branching stories oh. that we need to get into. Well, we do the branching stories first. Well, first of all, I need to ask this question. I want you guys' opinion. Stories I'm hearing out of Green Bay is that Aaron Rodgers was in the huddle shaking his head and laughing at the the calls that Mike McCarthy was calling in. So that tells me that he was undermining his head coach. And for the first time in Aaron Rodgers' career, the term coach killer is being tossed around. Based on what? He's had the same coach his entire time. And married couples who've been together for 20 years get divorced because they all of a sudden can't get along. I mean... But I mean, coach killer. That, that implies he leaves. There, there's like a trail there's in his a, there's wake. There's a trail. Yeah, he's got a. He's, yeah, he's got a boneyard in his fucking closet. No, absolutely. I get what you're saying. In this instance, he's being called by certain people a coach killer. Basically, no, no. Actually, he's 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 being called an, an assassin because he assassinated Mike McCarthy's career in Green Bay. <laughs> I I don't know, man. I think uh, Mike McCarthy assassinated himself. He's committed suicide there. I, I think, hey, times changed, and McCarthy couldn't keep up with the Joneses, so to speak, or literally, or I whatever. Think Green Bay's receiving core has been decimated all year, and who the hell is Rogers supposed to throw to? Is is the ghost of Jimmy Graham at tight end? I, I I need to know who makes the calls on the personnel because if if it was McCarthy's idea to you know trade away uh, Jordy Nelson, well. Then yeah, maybe it is time for you to go. Why, Jordy? Because the the awesome season he's been having in Oakland, dude. Jordy Nelson was his favorite target. Yeah, when and he you was, didn't even, dude. When, you don't even consult when, your when he was starting under quarterback. 30? What? Okay, dude. Like you live in this world where people don't age, dude. Had nothing to do with living in a world where people don't age. That Aaron Rodgers is old. Tom Brady's over 40. Jordy Nelson's also injury prone. Jordy Nelson also was his favorite target. Yeah. And you just got done saying he doesn't have anybody to throw to. Yeah. But all good things must come to an end, sir. Okay. Bye, Mike. If I'm picking between Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy, see you, Mike. Something's got to end, right? Okay. See ya. Yeah. Well, Green Bay better start planning for the future because Aaron Rodgers is, what, 34? Yeah. It's about to turn 35. 
Right, but he's still one of the most accurate fucking passers in the league. Look, I'm not one to say just because someone is in their mid-30s and is a quarterback and they have a down season compared to their Hall of Fame career, the Drew rest Reeves of their Hall of Fame career, that they're over with. But any team with half a brain, if you're going to fire that head coach, especially since they drafted Rodgers and sat him behind Favre like they did, Right, Favre. They better, they better start planning for the future. You know what I'm saying? Because to me, that smacks of, yeah, we're looking at a new regime here within the next five to seven years. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's 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 time. I mean, Rodgers is getting old. It's yeah, the receiver core is awful. This is the first time a run game. Defense is awful. First time a run game's been around since Donald Driver. I mean, it's it's time to rebuild. But I I I, I don't know what they're doing in Green Bay though. I mean, what we we can't wait the last month. I mean, you're you're done. You're out of it. There there is no pulling this season out of the ashes. It's over. I mean, Chicago's pretty much got the division locked up. But why 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 not just wait till you know Monday after Week Seventeen? And you're fired. Maybe Aaron or somebody was like, all right, it's me or him. Why? Maybe it just got that bad. I mean, that has to fall under the 20, you know, couple has been married for 20 years, and all of a sudden, boom, they just have a falling out. You know what I'm saying? It, it doesn't Take the make dog any, and get the fuck out. It just doesn't make any sense otherwise. I mean, you can't wait a, you can't wait a few weeks. I mean, that's, 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 that goes beyond done playing for him. That goes into, man, fuck this motherfucker type hatred. Or am I just misreading that? No, I, I, I don't think it's that type of hatred. I just think he's lost the team, including Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, um, I heard it said best is they need another voice. The team just isn't listening and responding to Mike McCarthy anymore. And I totally agree with that. This season has been a complete uh, end of last season into this season is is not the Green Bay we're used to. You know, you you see you know Green Bay on the schedule and you're like, oh, Aaron Rodgers, frozen tundra, Lambeau Field, oh hell. And then we watch the game and we're like, how is that even possible? How how is it even close at this point? It's time for a coaching move, and I guess this last week they were like. Yeah, there's no way that should have happened. All right, bye. Well, the the interesting branching off stories, let's start with the obvious one, is na-na-na-na, na-na-na-na, hey, 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 bye, Uncle Urban. <laughs> okay, see ya. Okay. His anxiety medication ran out, and he can't keep coaching at OSU. Whatever the fuck. I, the day after they I fire Mike McCarthy? Kind of a, see, that's... I'm just that's, saying. And Earl, I'm just going to say this. That's Chris's theory. The tinfoil's not on my head this time. It's on his. No, so, I, I highly doubt he's going to Green Bay, but that looked like a pouting move to me because he's not going into the playoffs. He's just going to pout, and I'm going to take my ball and go back home. Oh, <laughs> that's a ball he's coached to the third best winning percentage in the history of college football. Three national titles with two separate programs. It's a, 
every fourth season he coaches is perfect. That's a pretty damn, you know, yes. pretty strong pout. Yeah, some some guys don't coach perfect seasons once. He's done it five times. Well, it's easy when you got the boosters you, he has. <sighs> Did I say that out loud? My bad. Continue. Why are you going to step on my line, dude? <laughs> it also wasn't it five times at five different schools. Well, I mean, if, if anything, that I, that would be my argument for Harbaugh getting fired. It has nothing to do with the record. It has to do with his boosters. Calm down. We'll get to that. Yeah, but I'm saying though, you're fucking Harbaugh. Harbaugh Went to the Super fired. Bowl. No, sh- stop. <laughs> Shh. We'll talk about Harbaugh in a minute. We're talking about Uncle Urban and how he's no longer at OSU. Right, and I'm telling you that was. Uh, I'm taking my ball and going home. I beat number four Michigan, and I can't get into a playoff spot. Ski guys, and then hey. Because you didn't beat number four Georgia. Let's be honest. <laughs> well, Georgia wasn't number four at the time. Michigan beat, was, and they stopped you beat, them. You beat a farce of a team. You beat a false prophet at number four. That's why. You didn't beat a real number four. <laughs> Yeah, but it wasn't even like it was close and it was a field goal. They beat him, beat him. So they, they felt they deserved to be number four, and when they weren't, he was like, all right, that's it, I'm going home. Well, he, he made fun of me because of my coach. and Not even and 24 half hours after Mike McCarthy gets fired. He's like, oh, I'm done after the Rose Bowl. Just saying, keep an, just saying, keep an eye on it. Well, let's because, back because All I'm saying is he's, he's not Pete Carroll. He's not going to do like he did in college. Well, because who goes to Green Bay? Green Bay is not the Detroit Lions. They're, you're, we're not giving a coordinator his first shot if we're Green Bay. That, that's no. Green Bay doesn't have Green Bay doesn't have time to bleed. All right, Hugh Jackson, looking at you. <laughs> well, let's back up for a sec. Okay, <sighs> so his replacement is going to be the offensive coordinator Ryan Day. And the director of athletics for OSU, Gene Smith, he said everything that you're supposed to say. So did Uncle Urban. Oh. They have the most utmost confidence in him. He was there through the recruiting process. The recruits respect him as much as, as Uncle Urban, which, let's be honest, I'm not. Are you buying that? No. Because I'm not. Uh, let me tell you something. If Uncle Urban's in my fucking, in my sophomore year, sitting in my living room telling my mother, if he comes to the, your son comes to the Ohio State University, not only are we going to whoop up on Michigan because fuck that school up north, there's a very strong chance he's going to play for a national title and get the ring. That's who I'm looking to follow in the battle, not his offensive coordinator. Zach Smith not available, by the way? (laughs) Well, Ohio State was just happy that, that, that he let them know something happened in his career before the, the media dug it up yeah, for the first right. time, you know. So, but, <clears throat> I okay. So it's impossible as a Michigan fan to not connect a, you know, string between this and Michigan. And I have to say this. This puts... Harbaugh in a position to either be the savior of the Michigan program or the biggest goat. I mean, bigger than Rich Rod if he leaves this offseason. 
which, according to reports floating around, he's been offered two jobs, the Browns and Green Bay. I mean, as far as prestige, Green Bay is probably the only other job he can be offered with more prestige than what he has right now. I mean, that's like the football team. Yeah. There's also the fact that he steps in and he has a, a Super Bowl tested and proven quarterback. Yeah, he already knows who his quarterback is. Doesn't have to find him. Yep. But from all the scouting reports and all the reports coming out of Cleveland, Baker Mayfield is just, he's a prodigal son in search of a father figure. Because yeah, if, you're, if you're Harbaugh, think of, look at it this way. Yeah, you're getting Aaron Rodgers, but you're getting 35-year-old Aaron Rodgers. How many seasons do you realistically have left with him? Two or exactly. three? Whereas Baker Mayfield, you got a whole career in front of you. And there was the whole thing with Baker Mayfield and Hugh Jackson when they met. When Hugh Jackson was, you know, the special advisor, you know, the first game after he left, and he was a special advisor for the Browns and all that shit, or not the Browns, but the Bengals. And you know, he went in for the you know, Hugh Jackson went in for the hug, and Mayfield gave him like you know the handshake, like all right, yeah, we're done. You know what I'm saying? So. If he feels spurned, and by the way, I I didn't realize this in the national media. The opinion of Hugh Jackson after Hard Knocks was that he was a joke, and I'm like, I, did we watch the same show? I didn't pick that up from Hugh Jackson. You know who a joke of a head coach is? John Gruden. John Gruden tells his players one thing, and then goes to the press and does another. Matt Patricia, you, you never can trust your head coach when you're playing for John Gruden. Hugh Jackson seemed to be very much like, look here, you fuck up and you tell me the truth, that's your one strike. I'll give it to you. Anything after that, you're done. I don't understand how you can't respect that. So unless there was a lot of shit that I didn't see, wasn't paying attention to, or a lot of you know the beat, uh, stuff the beat writers pick up on, I don't see where Hugh Jackson's this two-faced, you know, head coach that needed to be ran out of Cleveland. He didn't seem like he was grounded in reality. Like he he didn't seem to have the mindset of a coach who just went zero and sixteen. In my opinion, and, and I did pick I did pick that up because he seemed like a coach who's like, look, I realize we just went zero and sixteen. We're the second team in history to do it, but. What other position could he take besides we're a better team than that today? That's last season. Today we're a better team than that. I mean, because I, I, that would have been most coaches' jobs. That would have been anybody else's job. Yeah. He wouldn't have been there next year to fucking defend what his, his 0-16 season. So I don't understand what other position he could have took with the team. Marinelli didn't make it till fucking Tuesday. Marinelli was fired on Monday. Yep, they sent his bow-legged ass off to walk, and the media looked, Detroit media looked at Marinelli and said, look at that bow-legged motherfucker. We made him walk like that. Yeah. Fucked him so good, he can't even walk straight out of here. Oh, yeah, I remember. I'm, yeah. <laughs> Matt Millen, too. Later. Mm -hmm. See ya. Have a good one. I don't know. I just, I'm, not, I'm not trying to get on some Hugh Jackson shit. I'm just saying, like, 
first of all, if Harbaugh is and the rumors that Harbaugh has been offered and has is considering leaving Michigan have been there ever since the end of his first season at Michigan. These are nothing new. If he leaves now. He's the straight bitch I've thought he. I, I, I think he is. That ain't burning a bridge. That's blowing it up. Yeah, he's a front-running douchebag. He's a straight bitch. Period. And the story. But we saw how we caught and run on on the Niners. Got to Super Bowl, didn't win. Took his ball and went home. Well, took his ball and went to Ann Arbor. Oh, didn't win. I'm leaving. Well, I mean, here's the other thing. Who the fuck does Michigan get? Right. I mean, who do you call at this point? Les Miles ain't happening. You're not calling Uncle Urban. Sweater vest ain't coming there. You think you're going to lure D'Antonio away from state? D'Antonio's going to be licking his chops because he's got another decade of fucking going balls deep in Michigan's ass. Who, who else is there? Someone tell me. There's no one. There's no exactly. Crickets. There's nobody. Yeah. I'm trying, <clears throat> I'm trying to come up with somebody. What did he lure Herb Street off TV, but... It'd be a sin if he, you know, he'd be burned at the stake in Columbus if he coached fucking Michigan. Um, what are they pull Beeline out to Chrysler Center and see if he can coach football? Yeah. You know football? It's like basketball Chris, without the pants. Give Chris Weber a shot. <laughs> Dig up the corpse of Bo Schembechler. Prop him up on the sideline. Do we see what Lloyd's doing? Hey, Lloyd. Mm. No, you've had like a decade off, but... Lloyd said a decade ago, yeah, y'all motherfuckers miss me, don't you? Yeah. You pine you pine away for the days of me, and I ain't ever coming back. This old Lloyd. I mean, it's just... Oh, God. It, 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 it's, it's the last decade, give or take a season or two. It's just perfect that this is happening like this is mccarthy gets the boot there's the cleveland job open with a quarterback who's just looking for a quarterback guru of a coach which harbaugh has the reputation of and harbaugh going this was it this was the revenge year and i fell short at the end just like you said chris i didn't win the super bowl let me get the fuck out of here it's just it's too perfect and they and just paid him a shit ton of cash too and here's the deal. As a Michigan fan, I'm just sitting here like, of course this is happening. Of course. <laughs> this is this is how it this is how it works. The reversal of fortune just so happened in their hundred plus years to happen while I was alive. I fully expect to die without ever seeing Michigan win another champ the national championship, let alone a Big Ten championship. That is the honest to God's truth. If they play in a Big Ten championship game before I die, I'll be, I won't be happy, but I'll be like, didn't expect to see this. Oh, Michigan? Absolutely. Michigan, Michigan has fallen off so much, dude. I, that bl- okay. <clears throat> All bullshit aside, that block M, there's a lot, it's lost a lot of its shine. It's got a lot of luster on there. It's dulled. All right, period. End of story. You have a whole generation of players coming up knowing nothing, but you lost to Appalachian State and then went into the fucking gutter for a decade. 
get the fuck out my face. Period. Yeah, I'll be down in Columbus it, playing for a real school. Exactly. If I'm if I if I want to play for a team in the Big Ten, it it goes OSU, MSU, PSU, Wisconsin. Then maybe I'll talk to Michigan. If all those fails, Rutgers. Wait. No, if all else fails, then I go talk to Notre Dame. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. I'm not even. I'm not even Catholic, but how you doing? What's up, touchdown, Jesus and Golden Domes? Sounds like a porno. <laughs> Just in time for the holidays. <laughs> touchdown, Jesus and Golden Domes. Little golden Domes. I love that chick. All right, so. I gotta ask real quick. Did we did we lose Iceman? No, Iceman loves the railroad. Okay, is that a euphemism? I didn't That's hear you snoring. So, bunch of bullshit. Anyways, all right. So anyway, well, you got anything to say about this whole Harbaugh, Uncle Urban? You know, uh, different issues for me, man. Really, is uh, Urban Meyer went to o- Ohio State, did his thing, which he does. He did down in. In Florida, everybody knew he was going to do it, and he did it. And then all of a sudden, it got tainted like it did in Florida. All of a sudden, his his health is going down, and and away he goes. You know, I will he pop up somewhere else? Probably. When he was at Florida, he had thirty one players get arrested, and none of them were Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and T- as far Tim as Tim Tebow got arrested for hanging out on a <laughs> walking. No, no, no. I was going to say. Hanging out in a rest stop on 95. Yeah. You know, yeah. but you know, he's saving uh, Jesus. Yeah, but as far as Harbaugh, it's a completely different issue. You came in with name recognition and a Super Bowl appearance, uh, you know, NFL experience. Uh, you should have came in with the fucking thunder. I, honestly, it was Jesus and khakis. You, you should have came in with boosters out the wazoo, uh, blue chips falling from the sky. Uh, Sparty should have been a distant memory. Maybe, you know, cast a shadow over there somewhere. Which is right, defending. You can't do that in college. You can't come in like thunder. No, you can. I've just told you, Urban Meyer did it. Uh, down in Alabama, the godsend that is the baby Belichick did it. Yeah, but he had the and, cachet of We Are Alabama. Urban still had okay, and that's the big yellow block M. Regardless as, as of what the of the shit that the vest got him into, he still had the 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 people that the vest was recruiting. Ohio State was still had the reputation as a football factory. Michigan has had a decade of having a just like Rich said of having a reputation as <laughs> you can't force people to sign. No, but it's the block M and it's Harbaugh. So. You put those together, the blue chip should have fallen from the sky. And I guarantee you, that is what Michigan thought when they hired Harbaugh. Is you get that black M with that name, that experience, here we go. Somebody grab a fucking Bud Light because here we go. Seriously. And it didn't happen. I'm telling you, he is not long for that position. We're talking about a coach who just went 10-2. and two. Remind you guys of that? And I'm not the Michigan fan. He just went ten and two, and he can't win the big game. The game, it has been referred to as the yeah, game, and he can't win it. Should I remind you of uh, Rich Rod's records? You would have killed for ten and two during the Rich Rod years, dude. It could be eleven and one, and it's that one that kills you. You can't win the game. The game, and it is the game, and it's one you have to win. You know why? You gotta it kills, win. It. You know why it kills. 
Michigan fans, Mike Valenti and his ilk. Because even though his team ain't shit this season and hasn't been shit, what, two of the last three seasons, he, he's, and by the way, Mike Valenti is a local sports talk guy who is a, he went to MSU, and he loves to talk shit about Michigan more than he loves to talk about how well MSU is doing. Just find find any clip from this season of college football of him talking about the two teams, and you'll see what I'm saying. And he's proven it this year. He hates Michigan so much, he'd rather Michigan lose to Ohio State and go 10-2 and two and go, that's... That's excellence. That's the leaders and the best. Ten and two, really? I think there's a team in Alabama that's got something to say about that. He's ooh. Did you hear what he said about your mama? Ooh. He's firmly in the fucking Jerry Springer crowd, and they know to bring him the mic first because that that is why ten and two isn't good enough. Okay, believe me. As a Michigan fan, I would have had more patience, except for assholes like him beating a drum when, really, to be brutally honest with you, it's not like they've done a whole lot since Harbaugh's been at Michigan. It's not like his team, MSU, has set the world on fire since Harbaugh's been at Michigan. But he enjoys tearing down Michigan more than he enjoys MSU winning. He'll never admit it. He, if he was on this show, he would argue to his last breath that I'm wrong. But you know what? Hitler would argue to his last breath he was right. Doesn't mean he was. Harbaugh's had three out of f- four of his seasons have been 10-win seasons. I mean, Not good enough. Hulkamania, the best he did was 11-2 and two his first year. Then he did 8-5, and 7-6, and 5-7. And Rich Rod, 3-9, and 5-7, and 7-6. Seven, seven and six. Yeah. By the way, go back and listen to the tapes from 2016. I told my former brother-in-law, when he's like, oh, man, I'm kind of worried Michigan's got Rich Rod. I'm like, don't be worried. you got three seasons. Enjoy enjoy the, the, the free anal sex you're going to get from Michigan. And he was like, really, you think so? And I'm like, mark my words. I wish I could get him on this show so he could be like, yeah, that's exactly what he said. Because I knew it was coming. Lloyd Carr, we'll start at the... the, the- We'll start after the national championship, after the twelve and 0, 10 and three, ten and two, nine and three, eight and four, ten and three, ten and three, nine and three, seven and five, eleven and two, nine and four. Lloyd stayed employed for over a decade. But Lloyd didn't come with the expectations and the pressure of you ain't done shit in a decade before you show we ain't done shit in a decade before you showed up. That's the problem. You want me to, I'll be brutally honest with you. If it went Lloyd Carr, Jim Harbaugh, I'd be more than happy with Harbaugh right now. As long as he stayed in Michigan, didn't leave for the NFL, I'd be more than happy with Harbaugh. It's that 10 years in between, Lloyd Carr and right now. Because that's what that's the beauty of college football. It's the rivalry shit talk. And MSU and OSU and Wisconsin and Penn State have been given a free pass to say whatever the fuck they want about Michigan for a decade. And it's not enough to shut them up for one season. Even if Michigan would have went in and fucking housed OSU this season, went on to win the Big Ten Championship, went on to be first-round fodder in the college football playoffs, it still wouldn't be enough. you got to give me consecutive years. I want a string of this. I want a string of talking shit. Why? 
because all due respect to you Spartan fans, and especially you, Chris, you know I respect you. Y'all motherfuckers got very short memories. Y'all start talking about, well, who's won in the last 10 years? What's your last your record in 10 years? But then when I go, what's the all-time record? Why you got to bring up old shit? Okay, so you've, can, you've literally baited the hook, dropped it into Walmart, let almost Walmart Wolverines, we've, we've, we've ran to the bait and taken it. Well, now we only care about recent history. We've all become millennials. Before we were born, never matters. And it's never mattered. That's, that's, that, and Harbaugh has to see that. And to, I don't know if it's to his credit or his detriment, he doesn't seem to get worked up about it, at least to the press. And I don't know how to take that. I mean, I can't remember the, the OSU coach, but he came in and they asked him, what about the Michigan game? And he said, it's just another game. And the, you could hear, literally hear the stopwatch click start on how long he had left in in Columbus. Like, you can't say that. That's not how this works. It's it, it just, it's not. Harbaugh came in, said all the right things. Of course, this is a, a, an important game. Of course, I want to win this game. And he hasn't done it, period. 10-2, and two, nice. Did we play for a Big Ten championship? No. What are we doing? Pete, we, like I went to the school. Did you get what I'm saying? Peach Bowl. Playing who? Florida. So we're resetting we're exactly what we, what we were doing 10 years ago, playing Florida again, nowhere near a national championship. Great. I'm glad that we've ran on the hamster wheel for 10 years just to end up right back where we started. Right. And, and when you look at somebody like the Patriots, they went undefeated all the way through the playoffs, got to the Super Bowl, and then, oh, Yeah, but the Patriots got something that Harbaugh doesn't and Michigan doesn't have. Yeah, I don't know. I can't lift this hand without working out because I got five fucking rings on them. Yeah. Exactly my point. You got to win the big game. At some point, you got to win the big game. They went undefeated, went all the way to the Super Bowl, and lost. And people were like, okay, but they still have five of them. See, so Jim, Jim Harbaugh coming in, going 10-2, and two, and we're still like, but you didn't win the big game. Mm-hmm. It, it yep. just you got to win the game. You could go one and eleven if that's the one you won the big game. You could stay. As fucked up as this, as fucked up as this going to sound, as long as he could survive, I don't think he could survive going winless up until the OSU game at this point. Well, I'm, but I'm saying maybe no. in his first if, couple seasons he could have. But if he'd have won that OSU game, you're absolutely right. Yep, because everybody would have been like, y'all suck. That's right, but we beat the Ohio State University. Yep, and they, how's our ass taste, Ohio State? Yep. <laughs> so yeah, would you rather did. that scenario, or would you you win every other game, you lose that one, but you make the college playoffs? The the ideal situation is we, we want to win the, the you know, college no, championship. No Michigan not, fan. That's not, that's not what I asked you. Exactly. No, you're absolutely right to ask that question, Chris. Here's the deal. <sighs> Make the playoffs, rather beat OSU. I know that's short-sighted. I know that's wrong. Oh. Which I hate OSU. Oh. Oh. If wow. I'm just going to make the playoffs, now if you say win the national championship but lose to OSU, give me that national championship. Because then I can at least stuff one of those national championship rings in one of my ears and be like, yeah, you got to talk into my bad ear. Because I can't hear you at this one. Sorry, Buckeyes. Yeah, it's like that, dude. 
it's like that. Wow. That's why. That's why. All due respect to MSU fans when they go, "We're Michigan's biggest rival." No, no you're not. You're just Michigan's biggest thorn in our side the last ten years. Man, all I can, that's it. All I can think of now, now, Rich, is that meme that says all of these flavors, and you have to choose salty. I all day, <laughs> all day, baby. Everyone's blood pressure is spiking every time I. Every time I, dude, I told you, I walked, I walked out of my room after watching the game, and my roommate goes, doesn't care, fuck all about sports, but he knew it was a big game. Michigan, Ohio State, and he goes, how'd the game go? And I just looked at him with his 13, 14-year-old son standing there and said, how'd the fucking Bay of Pigs go? And walked past him. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, so we won't talk to Rich for the next two hours. Then I went in the bathroom, I took a piss, I retched, I dry heaved a few times, and I was like, it's just, a, it's just sports, it's just a game. And I came out and I was like, sorry, I was a little salty. I believe those were the exact words I used. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's it's rough, man. Like, really, really, it's just, especially since I lost a day of work on it. It's, it's really <laughs> rough, you know? It's like, oh, God. Like, I could have made money. Day, I took that, like, yeah. It, I, it, you feel like the town hoe who knows she's going to get some dick slammed in her, but yet every fat bitch in the bar beside, you know, is 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 going home with, like, you know, male models, and she's at the end of the night going, I shaved my pussy for this? <laughs> how do I, I not even? My how do I not even have an uh, like an Earl quality guy to go home with? Like I just don't even understand this. Why well, I gotta be Earl quality? What the hell? Because <laughs> you got a head that looks like a half sucked milk dud, motherfucker. That's why <laughs> Shrek looking bastard. What the fuck you want me to say? I'm in. Just saying. <laughs> but all right, so. <sighs> Shall we hop off football for a second? Yeah, I guess. What do you want to go to? Uh, Was there anything else other than football? Yeah, there's a few stories. I'm just kidding. I know. Just to knock out the hockey story real quick. The NH- there's an NHL team coming to Seattle. Yay. And enough said about that. Yeah, All right. And the next? No. <laughs> no, the, 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 only thing, the only story that matters to me about that story is that the rumors and scuttlebutt is that the Seattle hockey team is Ian Ken Holland is their GM, which that's two seasons away. And if they're eyeing him as a GM and you'd probably want to bring in a GM a year before you start your actual season, it probably means in the hockey world, he's done here in Detroit, which means <laughs> you got to bring Stevie come home. Come home to Jamaica. Fix you this. know we love you. You Fix know we love you. You know we love you, man. And you got a team that's starting to play. It's, it's actually starting to win for no good reason. When they should tank. When they should tank. So they're a scrappy fucking team. And you know you love that, Stevie. You know you do. Just come come home, baby. Mir. Just come home. Mir. It's a, Baby, it's cold when we're drunk. Baby, it's cold outside. Come into fucking (laughs) Little Caesars Arena. (laughs) Come home. Hey, they're playing 500 hockey, so they're not like a complete shit pile. Oh, no, especially since we were talking like it was going to be a historically bad season. Yeah. 
but yeah, that's us. As far as I know, there's no name yet. From what I read, they're going to take their time naming the team. Good, whatever. Call them the Supersonics. I don't give a, give, <laughs> give, give, Dig up the ghost of the body of Xavier Daniel and put him in the fucking between the pipes. I don't give a shit. All right, just fucking leave me alone with this bullshit. Just really, really. Meanwhile, New England doesn't have a team. Quebec doesn't have a team. You know, people actually give a fuck about hockey. Yeah. Okay. All right. Wonderful. A bunch of fucking. Actually, a bunch of. The only thing going for Seattle is it's a bunch of transplants at this point from other parts of the country. Hey, they have a built-in rivalry with the Canucks, according to Gary Bettman. Bettman told me that water was wet, I would run and check an, an encyclopedia to make sure he was right. I don't give a fuck what that douchebag's got to say. That pumpkin-headed motherfucker can clean my unwiped asshole after a dirty 30 and a fucking crave case of White Castles. All right? And, fuck him. And let's see, the way the NHL is, they'll probably be in the East Conference, correct? <laughs> they'll be in the Atlantic Division, yes. Yeah. Whatever it is now, I don't fucking know. Let's remember Detroit used to be in the the, West. I think the bigger news, as as fucked up as Seattle getting a hockey team is, is that was a killer documentary. Oh, yes. Oh, you guys watched the Prober documentary. That was absolutely, that was killer. Wasn't that a great fucking, I'm telling you, that was. Wow. Look, I am biased as fuck. Bob Probert, my favorite Hockey player, my favorite athlete ever. I grew up, I'm not going to say idolizing the man. I never wanted to be him because, like, God forbid, that man had a lot of demons. And I knew that even before the documentary. But, like, I just. I didn't know how many. Good God. There was a, there was a line in a documentary where one of his former teammates said, he lived life and played hockey with a complete lack of concern for his own personal health he put it all on the line and then the next line was yet every time he relapsed every time he fell back into drinking or drugging his first thought was that he expressed to anybody whether it be in rehab family teammates friends was i've let everyone who cares about me down as fucked up as it's going to sound that tells me he was a good guy who just had a very severe flaw. And he had a very addictive personality. I mean, serious, real talk. I um, explained the documentary to a friend of mine. And at the end of me explaining it to him, he was like, I feel like I need to hit a meeting. (laughs) You know, and and this is a friend who has some issues of his own. And I was like, well... You know, I, I felt after watching it, you know, Jesus Christ. I was watching it. I, I always thought you were joking, Rich, back way back in the day when you were like, Probert, fucking line, give me a line, putting me on the line. You want me to get, I can do a line. You know, remember all those jokes? I thought you were kidding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You were not kidding. Mm-hmm. With the, the part where he was talking about, uh, the, you know, he went in to, to take a piss, quote unquote, kind of giving him the chance to get rid of the, the, the cop was at the border? Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, and I just couldn't do it, so I ingested it. And I was like, Jesus, Bobby. He tried to he tried to snort 14 grams. Wow. He said, yeah. He, he said he'd come out. He said he'd come out of the bathroom looking like he got into a fight with a powdered donut. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, 
because he just couldn't bring himself to throw to just flush all that. And the, and here's the deal: the border cop was like, "Do you need to use the bathroom?" He's like, "No, I'm good." No, do you need to use the bathroom? He's like, "No, I don't need to pee." Are you sure you don't have to use the bathroom? He was like, "Oh yeah, oh oh yeah, yeah." I gotta I gotta go number one and number two all of a sudden. Hold on a sec. I take a half hour shit. <laughs> I mean, and it doesn't even occur to him to to do like maybe try half of it. No, no, let's do it all. Come on now. No, you pay for that shit. Shit's expensive. <laughs> Come on, Chris. Well, his wife, his wife said it perfect. She goes, he insisted on driving, and she's like, I could have just drove. I'd have, I'd have cleaned up the car. The reason, the whole reason Border Patrol stopped him is because there was just empty beer cans and liquor bottles in sight in the car. It's like he want. He said himself, he's like, I guess part of me wanted to be caught. And I mean, you know, if you, by the way, this is this is tough guy my bob probert documentary story about him um we got an advanced screener because I, I don't know why but we did and i thank you to his family whoever produced the movie for giving us the opportunity to have the advanced screener thank you so much we do appreciate it i i mean i'm speaking for myself i appreciate the fuck out of it um, Rich was watching it in his underwear with cookie dough. <laughs> the minute I got the minute the minute we finished last week's episode, I fired that up. I've watched it three times since then. So yeah, I mean, I told I'm not you. even joking. I'm not even joking. <laughs> underwear, um, cookie dough, tissues. <laughs> I joke only because not if it necessarily was a in those orders. I'm saying if it was a Belfour documentary, that's how I'd be. All the lights are off, tissues, fucking cookie dough, chilling in my tidy whities Boxer briefs, but you're close. All right, so anyways. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, it was the, 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 the fact that when he went to Chicago, they were like, we're going we're gonna to drug test you once a week. But we're also going to give you $1.5 a year, which is a $750,000 raise per year that you had yeah. in Detroit. And he stayed clean for four years. We're done. And the, and the last year of his contract, well, if you stay clean those four years, we don't drug test you the last year. What did he do? All the cocaine <laughs> in Chicago. No. He, he was like, I'm not, as, I'm not as mean. Stu Grimson said it. He goes, when, when you used to fight Probert when he was on the Red Wings, he looked through you. When he was on Chicago, all of a sudden he was looking at you. You realized that was a human being, not a machine. Because that's what he was like when he was on the Red Wings. Probert realized, I, I'm here to do one job, and I have to be the heavyweight champion. And he did something that I didn't, I didn't even know this. I mean, I knew it because I'd read his autobiography, but you know, I didn't realize how bad it was until I saw the documentary. Started shooting I didn't steroids, and he, yeah. went up to, he went up to 240 pounds from 220. In three months, he gained 20 pounds of solid muscle. And it slowed him down. It took away his, his ability to be an enforcer who could score. And it just made him... And I hesitate to use this word, but this is the word that, that, that he would be called, a goon. A guy out there just to, just to fight, you know? And 
I, it was. I'm going to say this flat out. I've watched every 30 for 30. I've watched almost, whether I'm into the sport or not, I've watched almost every sports documentary since I've had a bootleg fucking Netflix login. Thank you, people, that gave me your password, by the way. Um, same with every other, you know, streaming service I've ever had a login to. I would, and yes, I'm biased as fuck. He's my favorite player athlete ever. I, I, I still put this in the top top three documentaries, sports documentaries I've ever seen. Because not only is it raw and real, you hear him talking about it. And he has such disregard for what anyone gives a fuck. He just says the I, truth. I, I, I shed a tear. I'm not going to even try to. It jerked, literally jerked a tear right out of my eye when he was talking about Stevie and how he never turned his back on him. And never said a bad word about him? Seriously, jerked a tear right out of my eye. I was like, oh, oh damn it. Yeah. He never did. Nope, never did. Loved his body. Yeah. And I mean, one of the, to me, one of the most telling but yet eye-opening and frightening parts of the documentary was when they were talking to Ty Domi about CTE. And he said, I've never been checked. I don't want to know. I just want to appreciate the time I have left. Damn. You know, these guys know what they're facing. They go into it eyes open. And if you need any proof that athletes, these are athletes from 30 years ago who played for almost 20 years, by the way, all right, who retired in the the early 2000s. They knew what they were facing, and they still did the job because they loved the game that much. And on top of it, one of the best quotes about them, I think it was Troy Crowder said, anytime... You played the Red Wings, and Probert was in the lineup. They played so much better, with so much more confidence. They almost played like they were Bob Probert, because they knew you couldn't take any liberties with them, because then you had to deal with Proby, and you didn't want to deal with Proby. <laughs> that, yeah, anybody who doesn't know, who, who was not even close to Detroit during his time, we had mugs. T-shirts, everything that said "Give Blood, Fight Proby." I had. I remember. I had the mug. I had T-shirts. Uh-huh. I had. I had framed posters signed by him. You know, I had. Him I and, had all of it. Him and Kosa were the Bruise Brothers. Yeah, I had that T-shirt. Yep. Oh, I the gave, Bash Brothers. Well, they're the Bruise Brothers. Bash Brothers was uh, Mighty Ducks, but yeah. Yeah, it was it was and it was an amazing documentary and to me it was also it explained an era of hockey that's gone it's never coming back and as much as it hurts my heart to say this i don't know if it should ever come back man those those guys paid and they're still paying a hell of a price and you know i'm hell on how soft hockey players are these days but yeah, but I'm not going to go with the CTE in, in NHL based on Bob Probert. I'm just saying, the motorcycle accident that he talked about, you remember? <laughs> yeah, when the okay. cops rolled up and he's like, just arrest just, me. Just charge <laughs> me with the usual. <laughs> <laughs> he had he had, sep- he had he had three separated ribs, separated cartilage in his knee, and a separated and, and a dislocated shoulder. And he was he was aware enough to go, just charge me with the usual. Man, you have been arrested a lot if you got the usual with the police. Yeah, it's like you're going to your favorite diner and yeah, just give me my usual. Uh, what really 
really uh, I, I enjoyed was I watched multiple fight tapes with you, Rich, and there's oh, just uh, iconic hours and hours. Right, but there are iconic fights. Iconic. Ty Domi, the, the strap and the belt on, the champion. You yeah. know, Stevie Y after after the rematch going, uh-uh, Roby's got it now, you know. Yep, yep. And, and, and it was funny to hear Probert say, so when I'm skating in the bench, I see Stevie doing a championship belt on the bench, and he's like, you know he was fired up if he's doing that. Because that <laughs> yeah. wasn't Iserman's. Iserman led by example. He, he wasn't a fiery leader. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't a make-a-big-show-of-things leader. No, he was a Barry Sanders-type guy, just hand the you know, ball to the ref and walk away. Yep. And that's that's Stevie. And, yeah, so it's it, it was just so awesome to hear Probert talk about those iconic fights with Ty Domi, you know, Stu Grimson, Troy Crowder, you know, Tony Twist. Craig Cox. Scott Craig Parker, Cox, uh, Marty McSorley, and I'm later just in his career, Brashear, Grimson, yeah, right. I'm like, wow, a firsthand narration by Bob Probert himself. Come on, man. Yeah, and and it was great to see the All Star footage where he, uh, I believe, either forgive me, I should know this by heart, considering he's my favorite player ever, but. He either assisted in a Gretzky goal in the All-Star game or a Gretzky assisted him in his goal in the All-Star game. But, yeah, they, they, there was things I even forgot. One year in the playoffs, he led the Red Wings in scoring. He passed Gordie Howe in total goal scored during the playoff run. Like, he held that record at one point. This is a guy who, if you talk to people who hated him, was nothing but a goon. His job was to go out and beat people up. Yet he was an All-Star he produced in the playoffs. He played on a line with Steve. At one point, he played on a line with Steve Eiserman and Ger- Gerald Gallant, and he held his own. And we're talking when Eiserman would score 100, 120 plus points a year. A lot of those assists came from Probert. Probert made room on the ice for him, for Eiserman to, to do the magic he did. Because you didn't want to go in the corner with Probert. That was not going to end well for you. Ask Ron Hextall. Ask ask <laughs> Barrasso, Tom Barrasso, or as we used to call him, Bear Asshole. You know, ask, ask. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds ask. about right for middle school. <laughs> All right. I mean, and seeing him with his family playing with his kids, and like him, like like King Kong. And his kids hanging off his arms, and he's just swinging them around, and they're just loving it. And I was just, fucked me up a little bit. That's where I got a little bit misty eyed because I was like, "Wow, you forget sometimes." You know what I'm saying? That this person that yeah, yeah, he is he is human. Yeah, <laughs> it isn't the machine. Yeah, yeah. You know that 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 heart pumps blood. It's not a piston. You know, it doesn't pump oil. And I mean, to see guys that he had. Such feuds and just, I mean, just fucking a career span feuds with come out to his funeral. And to this day, they do an annual ride in Ontario to raise money for uh, brain injuries. I believe it's brain injuries uh, for him. And all these old players, you know, that he used to have these rivalries with come out and show nothing but respect. Tells you the type of man he was. 
And yeah, I'll, I can easily say this. I've been doing podcasts with Chris's network for about four and a half years. I've been doing this one since what? Spring 2016? Yeah. The fact that we were offered the screener and I was able to sit and watch that is my favorite part of ever doing one of these podcasts ever. And I've done hundreds of them. And I, like a punk, completely humbled by the the opportunity to see it (laughs) early. Like, I'm just completely humbled by it. Um, and I'll, I'll say this, uh, the, the way it was done, that's, I love 30 for 30s and E60s and, you know, sports reporting and, and all, all that, you know, the, the way things are done. This was, I've never heard it like this, and this is how this should be done. I mean, it really should. I, I, I want, you know, all, all of the way, you know, Chris Chelios and Stu and, and just everybody talked about him. But then in an overtone, like an afterthought, but you hear him himself talk about each individual part of this, this screener. And, uh, and then you remember he's not here anymore. And it just, it really brings it to full circle. And it was great. It was really great. If you get a chance to see it, I definitely recommend it. And definitely do things like this the exact same way. Don't ever change this because this ain't broke. Yeah, as far if I'm if I'm remembering correctly, December fourteenth in Canada on on Super Channel, it's going to air. I don't know when it's going to air stateside. Um, it might be one of those things you have to track down. You know, you have to buy a DVD or buy a download, rent a download, whatever it is. Uh, if you're a fan of hockey, if you're a fan of the Red Wings. If you're definitely if you're a fan of Bob Probert, I think that goes without saying. You'll do what you have to do to to to, to track this down. I, I mean, it's just end of story. Like it's it's. I I, I went to I, I I went and talked to friends who are like in their late twenties and early thirties, and just me talking about watching this gave them goosebumps to the point where they're like, I got to see this. I got to see this, man. And I'm like, I'm not even trying to be like, and today is our Independence Day. You know what I'm saying? I'm not even trying to be inspirational. I'm just like, you know, no, it was just fucking, it was that good. And I mean, you know, it, I much credit to his his family, his, his, his wife, his daughters, his mother, his brother. You know, they put it all out there. You know, there was dirty laundry that was aired. And I don't know, and it was aired without malice. It was just, this is how it was at that point in time. And I don't know if that, if many families would be possible of just presenting the facts without putting a spin on it. That is one thing I noticed, Rich, and I, I it, it didn't really dawn on me until you said it. They didn't judge Bob at all. No, they. I don't think anybody that spoke on this film really judged him. You know, well, some, of them really, some of them really wanted to help him. And and prayed that he would quit what he was doing that was hurting him. But there were you know there, there were a few of his teammates who were like you know what whatever he's had enough chances. There was also that one journalist who was like you know, to his credit, he said I was you know a beat journalist. I was there every day with the team. I saw what was he you know what Probert was doing. 
I saw what 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 you know Klima was doing because because Klima was sounding like at one point was his drinking buddy. It was him and Peter Klima. Uh-huh. Give us all the coke, give us all the booze, and and just we're gonna go all night and walk away. <laughs> um, but that beat reporter, to his credit, when you know it was brought up, well, wait a minute, who are you to throw this out there? He said, "Here's the thing, I was doing all the exact same things they were." I just wasn't them. Yep. I just I just wasn't a professional athlete. And that, that might have affected my outlook on the situation. And I have to I, that takes balls to say that. Yeah, it's it's you know, we're going on you know, next summer will be nine years since the man died, but that still I don't know many people that were reverse themselves in that type of situation, you know, because the internet's forever and everything that motherfucker ever wrote you can look up. And you can see, I mean, that there was a lot of, for as celebrated as he is amongst a lot of fans here in Detroit, there was a lot of hatred and dislike for Bob Probert here in Detroit in his time here. Mitch Albom, looking at you, but, you know. Hey, Rich, last last question for you on this. Who, Who said it better, the autobiography or the movie? I think the movie drove it home because the book, you couldn't, you read the words that his family said, but you couldn't see their face. Yeah, you needed some imagination to put it out there. And the emotion when they said what they said, you know, especially the part that that, that stuck with me was the whole, you know, and it's cheesy as fuck, but anyone who's a parent, who's a father knows that you go through this. And you become a cheesy fuck. Was when he would go and say goodnight to all the kids, and he had his nicknames for them. And you know, then he'd come in, and sometimes you know his wife Danny would you know, like I'm just going to bed, and he'd be like, well, I can't sleep. So, and you know, he'd go through the cheesy stuff that every couple goes through, and then you know, go watch TV, do whatever he was going to do, you know, but. It really drove home the fact that this is not. This was not just a dude who skated around beating the shit out of people. You know what I'm saying? This was a human being who went through some shit and was flawed. And ultimately, those flaws they cut his life very short. I mean, he's 45 when he died. Yeah, you know that kind of fucked me up too, because you know I I guess I always looked at Proby as you know just the man, you know the jackhammer. The guy you'd never, ever, ever for any reason want to fight with, ever. And then all of a sudden, they showed him as a brother, as a son, as a father, as a husband. I'm like, get off my Kool-Aid, motherfucker. (laughs) 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 Don't make this motherfucker mortal. (laughs) Well, I mean, ultimately, ultimately, we all are, so. Right, but I'm just like, you know, this guy is the, you know, he's the... The me- the Meg, if you will, he's the one. He he gets out there and you're like, oh shit, you know, don't don't bring him down to my level. Don't do that. <laughs> don't humanize him. You don't want your heroes humanized for you, Earl. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, I'm good with Pro being fucking the the myth, the machine, the legend. I I don't need him to be the average day swinging with his kid and riding motorcycles and. Loving his mom. No, no. <laughs> you just want to see him mad chasing Chris Chelios down. 
<laughs> I, I want to see. I want to see people get off the ice. Going, which way is the penalty box? I don't even know. Uh, all right. So, shall we just go back into football? We're already like two <laughs> hours in. There's there's just some movement in baseball. Let's just say this: uh, Seattle gets a, a, a an H, NHL team, and then has a fire. The baseball team has a fire sale, which I saw coming <laughs> the minute I saw Robinson Cano's contract. When he left New York, I was like, oh, come the fuck on. He's not going to finish that contract in Seattle. Yeah. You know, and boom, he's now a New York Met. He's back in New York. So, can't say I'm shocked by that. Well, you know, they underperformed last year. Not only that, but once you, if you guys remember in 2006, when when the Tigers went up against uh, the Yankees in round one, of the ALCS or ALDS, uh, you know, they asked Leland, how do you feel going against these Yankees? And he goes, oh, you mean Murderer's Row plus Cano? <laughs> oh, see what you did there, Jim. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that was, you know, it was, he was set to be the guy. And for whatever reason, nope, I'm going to go sign this contract and go to Seattle. All right. See if you finish that contract in Seattle. Nope. He's now back in New York. He's just a Met. Oh, ouch, ouch. If Mr. Met was here, he'd be giving you a thumbs down, Rich. He'd have his arms crossed. He'd be like the anti-Tony the Tiger. He's like, that's not so great. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's not so great right now. So yeah, do we want to move on to the recap and then the picks because we got to get out of here eventually? Shit. Yeah, yeah, I'm with that. I just got to say, you know, Lakers suck. Moving on. Yeah, no, fourteen and nine, third place team in the Western Conference. Yeah, they totally suck ass, dude. You're yeah. right. Uh-huh. They're great for the show. They still suck. All right. So. Uh, well, it was opposite week again, the NFL. The fuck was going on this week? What uh, the fucking, uh, that's what happened. We start with Thursday night. The, the Saints are mortal. And they lost to the fucking Giant? Or to the, to the Cowboys? Huh? <laughs> yeah, I've seen a ton of memes that had, you know, picture of Dak. Dak's just sitting there with a smile on his face be like, Hey there, Saints. Nice season you're having. Be a shame if, and it just keeps zooming in. Yeah, one of those. Last one, yeah. right in his eyes. If you lost to the Cowboys. <laughs> and it, 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 but too, but it gets, uh, if you're a Saints fan, the, the solace you can take is it wasn't like a fucking blowout. It wasn't like the Cowboys spanked you like, you know, maybe 62 to 36. But oh, and, then, and then the fact that you're you're not going to meet the Cowboys in the NFC Championship game, so you're good. Yeah, exactly. The Cowboys got froggy for a week. I mean, still, I think they're, they're I think they added Amari Cooper a little too late. Amari Cooper should have been added in the first month of the season, but oh, Dak's got someone to throw to. Uh, the they could still win the division. Yeah, they could still right? come out of their division. Their division's pretty tight, though. But eh, I think 
Iceman, you said it best in the chat. Saints will be fine. They still got Drew Brees. They still got Michael Thomas. They still got Alvin Kamara. So, yeah. And if Alvin Kamara gets hurt, you got Mark Ingram. So. You're okay. Yeah. And to me, the NFC still goes to them because they played the Rams and they beat the Rams by 10 points. Uh... Going on to the Sunday games, just start with the one o'clock slate. Let's just start with the home team. Did this did this go any other? Did we see this going any other way, guys? Could no. the Rams show up more disinterested in this game? Yeah, <laughs> and it's still <laughs> the game where they clinch their division. I, I have to say this because it it we I made such a, a big deal about Mac in in Chicago. And not not taking any way thing away from Khalil Mack, still the baddest fucking linebacker in the league. Aaron Donald. Dude. Yes. Are you kidding me right now with this guy? Yeah. I, I, I mean, it, when you stand next to Endomic and Sue and people don't even know that Sue is on the line, all right, you, you've done something. Yeah, the Rams have two special players. One of them is Todd Gurley. The other one is Aaron Donald. Like, quite, He's a bad man. Yeah, and uh, Lions. I, I, <sighs> yeah, go ahead, Rich. Uh, what is it? Five and forty-seven now. That's Stafford's record against teams with a five hundred or better record, career-wise. Yeah, elite quarterback, folks. Can we bring up the fact that Matt Patricia has lost more games in one season than Jim Caldwell last in the last two? But hey, they're not they're well, not in a rebuild. The Patriot way. They're not in a rebuild. Trust them. They'll yeah. tell you. By the way, just uh, fuck the Lions. I don't even want to talk about them. <laughs> Rams. Okay. We talked about this earlier in the season. Specifically, I did, and it's not like this was an original thought. I there was plenty of people who actually get paid to talk about professional football who said the same thing. And I just bit off them, if you want to get right down to it, uh, even though I saw the same thing. The Rams are, are you know, they've, they've, they've taken a win-now approach to everything as far as free agents, players they've traded for. I have to ask you to, all bullshit aside, is it going to pay off or nope. is it all for naught? Nope. You don't think there's a Super Bowl victory in their future? I... I mean, immediate future. Immediate future... Like this season? No, no. No, no. no, I'm talking like next two, three seasons. Mm. Uh, yes, uh, with the way they they've they've put together their team and maintained it and added the right pieces at the right time. Yes, within the next two to three seasons, Rams will be champs. I need to see a better receiver core than people who have all been streaky in their NFL careers. I refer to my last statement: the way they've been putting pieces together and maintaining their team. Yes, Brandon Cooks is. Is finally found, or, but still, he's still streaky. Drew Brees is the only quarterback that threw to Brandon Cooks that could get him to do decent shit. Robert Woods is, he was streaky with Buffalo. Uh, Cooper Cup's been, well, besides being injured, you know, now he's been streaky with the Rams. I believe in Goff. I believe in Gurley. I. They, they they need that marquee receiver, in this podcaster's opinion. But ultimately, you both believe that their window is wide open. It's not. You I think see, the middle of the you know, I think I think their defense is set. 
And I absolutely agree with uh, Chris. Yeah, they definitely need a couple of receivers that aren't, you know, yesterday's trash. But that's what I'm saying. They've maintained their team. They've put right pieces at right times and mainly on the defense. Uh, they're going to get a couple more pieces for the offense, and that's why I said within the next three years, yeah, they'll be champs. They got well, to keep that I defense would, together. They don't keep that defense together. Good luck. I would say any mortal head coach's window is four to five years. Any mortal, any team made of mere mortals coached by a mere mortal is four to five years. Uh, the, the exception being, in our lifetime, uh, Belichick and the Patriots. So... Take them out of it, you know what I'm saying, and and judge them by other teams. I mean, like, we saw down years in New England, but did you ever really think the window was shut on New England's Super Bowl chances? No. Like, it was like, okay, it's 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 cracked. It's cracked. You got a little bit of a breeze coming in, but we're, we, we need a lot of breeze coming in, you know. See, now, you, you really can't use New England. As long as there's a Belichick, there's a way. Well, no, that's why I said take them out of the equation, you simple fuck. The fuck's well, wrong with you? I just said that. No, no, Thanks no. You listening take... to the podcast, asshole. I was working. <laughs> Anyways, no, if you take Belichick out, no, their, their window is slammed shut. No, I'm talking about whatever. You're missing my point. Moving on. Uh-huh. Uh, what the... The shit bowl. The, the Cardinals and the Packers. The Cardinals fucking beat the Packers. No, hey, that's why he no longer has a job. That's the shit bowl until the Lions play the Cardinals. Yeah, this week. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Cardinals beat the Packers at Lambeau. Wow. Have we ever said that sentence in our life? <laughs> Not that I remember. When Kurt Warner wasn't involved? I'm sorry, and their quarterback is Josh Rosen? Yeah. Goodbye, Mike. Well, I mean, it is what it is, man. The, the, the wheels have come off of Green Bay season. This is, that is not a, like, ooh, road to Damascus statement. Yeah. We all know it. Everybody knows it. Well, um, I mean, as long as we're handing out pink slips, goodbye, Crosby. Mason Crosby, you're done. You suit. I, th- I think I think the best thing New England can do is, or not New England, excuse me, Green Bay can do is 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 tanking in football is really hard because you can't go out there and play a team who's playing you one hundred percent at fifty percent because you're going to get your career ended quickly. You know what I'm saying? You have to meet a hundred percent effort with a hundred percent effort. So I'm not going to say the best thing for Green Bay to do is tank, but I think the gr- best thing for Green Bay to do is accept their fate this season, get as high a draft pick as, as, as possible, retool, and make one last run with Rodgers before he rides off into the sunset. Yeah. Uh-huh. He ain't getting uh, any younger, and that mustache ain't getting any uh, cooler? Uh, it's not getting any darker. It's only going to get yeah. grayer from here. And as far as the Cardinals beating them, yeah, eh, savor the flavor, homeboy, because you ain't going to get many past them in the future. Mm-hmm. There's your one. You sh- you struck out Babe Ruth. Sit down and quit while you're ahead. Yeah. Quit while you're behind. <laughs> All right, so so the Broncos beat the Bengals. Yeah, next. Uh, yep. <laughs> I think those are two teams both heading 
squarely where their records are indicating six and six and five and seven. Welcome to the middle of the pack. Um, let's talk about this game. The Chiefs only beating the Raiders by a touchdown. This is why I'm saying you, it's, it's where you need Kareem Hunt. You have Kareem Hunt. What? Maybe this game isn't close. What the hell are you talking? It's 40 to 33, Haas. Yeah, the Raiders shouldn't even Kareem Hunt. Raiders should even been even anywhere near in the neighborhood of this score for this game. Uh, okay, before you two start fucking waving dick sizes at each other about stats, let's just be honest. Chiefs had a hell of a fucking off or a hell of a week leading up to this game. <laughs> All right, they had a lot of distractions. They had a lot of bullshit that would have broken lesser teams. All right, they still won the game. At the end of the fucking season, there's only two stats that matter. What's in the W column? What's in that L column? They got a W. I don't think this is a a harbinger of things to come. I think Andy Reid has dealt with bullshit before. He's going to, to, to right the ship, and the Chiefs are going to go on and finish, excuse me, the season as strong as we thought they were before this Kareem Hunt shit. The games might be closer. The press conferences might be more tense after the game. But as long as those wins still pop up in that column, all's right in Kansas City. I'm just saying, Kareem Hunt, there or not, 40 points, you're good. Kareem Hunt is only going to add to the total. I should have been 40 to 3. But, you know, Rich is right. Okay, Kareem, Kareem Hunt being there wouldn't have changed that. So, moving on. Okay. Uh, Ravens <laughs> at the Falcons. Uh-huh. I mean, this went how we thought. Lamar Jackson, 3-0. and I'm telling you, the Joe Flacco's played his last. He's played his last down of NFL football for the Ravens, at least. Well, you know what? He can dry his eyes on that contract. Yeah. With all the money he made on that contract. Yeah, and take his ass over to Washington where the butt fumble just doesn't know what to do. That's true. He could, yeah, stay. I'm just saying. He could stay in the area and just go play for a new team. Ravens will take a draft pick. Uh, Ravens seven and five, right behind the seven four and one Steelers. Yeah, he could leave Bodymore and go to over to Chocolate City. Who's taking that division? Still the Steelers. Ah, uh, that's where I put uh, my money. If I was a betting man. Uh. Uh. Yeah, I'm with you, Rich. I like the Steelers' offense way more. Um, well, Connor got hurt, so calm down. They still have Antonio Brown. It'll be all right. Mm. We'll see. I could really. We're we're now on opposite sides of the same argument we were just having about the Chiefs. Uh, but let's talk about how the fuck are the Dolphins six and six? <laughs> like you watch the if you watch them play, they are a bad football team. Have you seen the Buffalo Bills play lately? It doesn't matter. The Dolphins are 6-6. Six six. They're in the division with the Patriots. The fuck is this team 6-6? Six and six? Dan Marino jerked off into their Gatorade and gave them a yeah. bunch of fucking good DNA to build on? I don't know. I I have no idea. Like, you just watch that, this like If meth was a football team, it would be the Dolphins this year. This is how this is how bad the Dolphins are. They're 500, 12 games into their season, and we're shocked. Yes, we're we're, we're 
we're not shocked that like wow they're horrible we're shocked that they're this good yeah yeah that's how bad they are yeah like, like all right well two out of three of us are because i'm not saying that the dolphins are that good i'm saying the people they beat are that bad buffalo is terrible yeah i got you yeah we heard you the first three times okay you repeat it with as much emphasis as you want. We got your point the hey, first time. They beat the Bears. Uh huh. But he's right <laughs> because Titans, Jets, Raiders, Bears, Jets, Bills. The defense rest, Your Honor. You can't help who's in your division. Yeah. All right. Well, you're asking how are they six to six? That's how. Well, and and excuse they're, me. They're shooting. We've first. watched the we've watched a local team make it to the playoffs and not win except for once in sixty one years now. Is it fifty seven to to two thousand eighteen? You can't help who's in your division. You have to play who's in your division twice. And the, and the Dolphins might go eight and eight. Is the rest of their schedule is Pats, Vikings, Jaguars, Bills. Good for them, and they'll get a, They'll get a middle of the road draft pick, and they'll fuck that draft pick up. And next season, when their when their strength of schedule goes up, they'll be back down to like you know three and thirteen. And speak of the Bears, way to, I mean Trubisky didn't play, but you lost to the New York Giants. The vaunted Bears defense lost to the New York Giants. Mm-hmm. You any excuses for them, Ice? Oh, I, you know I do. They thought they were playing the. Uh, Old New York baseball giants? No, it's Chase Daniels' fault. <laughs> the yeah. backup quarterback throwing one touchdown, yet two interceptions. Yeah, well, there's it, that's how they won. You throw for two eighty-five. Yeah, you got to throw for more than one touchdown. Yeah, I mean, well, the, the way to win, you got to throw for more touchdowns than you do interceptions. Come on now. Yeah, that's very that's very Harrington like of him. Mm-hmm. Oh. I mean, they're still they're eight and four. They're at the top of the division. <laughs> they're going. No one weeps for the Chicago Bears. Yeah. They're going to be all right. Oh, Rich. Oh, what about your Bucks? Or what about them? <laughs> back. He's back eating up the W's. Well, I mean, but it's Cam Newton. I don't think Cam Newton ever was like a very very good quarterback, but it. Yeah, he's if he was even close to good or very good, what's the he's gotten award? very no. far away. What's the Heisman mean? You're right. Hey, I hate Carolina. They won. I'm not trying to fucking dissect it too much. I'm just enjoying the win. Yeah, yeah. Except for if Captain Crab Lake tries to stick his W in my mouth, I knock that motherfucker out. <laughs> but, I, but besides that, I'll take the win. I, I, look, at this point, it's just, it doesn't matter. What the fuck are you doing? Just lose, get a high draft pick, but that's not going to happen. They're going to go out there. They're going to fight. They're going to fucking. What are they projected? Like number eight draft pick. I mean, just okay. Who are you going to get at number eight? It's not like the Lions. If you lose against fucking Cardinals this this week. Where you know you, you could end up with the fourth, you know, overall draft pick and draft someone who's going to make a difference. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm jumping from one shit team to another. My bad. Go ahead. My, my bad, Chris. Sorry. Uh, well, it's, next game up is the Jags and the Colts. 
Six nothing. Like it's a baseball game for starters. Hi, Jags defense. Fuck, we haven't seen you in what yeah. three weeks? Season started three months ago, guys. Never you're ready. Uh, but yeah, you know, uh, Colts are still. Well, the only reason that makes a difference is because of the fucking touchdown machine that has become their tight end. God damn, that is. I can't believe people call him. We call him that ironically in Detroit. Everybody, like yeah, yeah. Nationally, you're called. That's your cute nickname for him. That's an ironic name for him here in Detroit. It's the Drop Machine. That's without going into a long, dragged out debate discussion. That's what happens yeah. when you get drafted by a shit organization and you decide they're shit, and there's nothing you can do about it until that rookie contract's up. Sue, Ebron, do I need to keep going? I mean, it's sadly this is nothing new. Yeah, uh, and yeah, but the defense shut that down though. That was kind of sick. Yeah, well, they're four and eight, so good for them. <laughs> uh, now, you want to talk about? We talked about your quarterback's got to throw for. We could argue this gentleman and ice. You probably will put in a worse performance than Chase Daniel on Sunday because he threw for three. 97, but only one touchdown. I'm talking about Baker Mayfield in Cleveland. Like Texas on a roll. They're like butter. Yeah, but see, that doesn't shock me at all. You know, Deshaun Watson was just the shit before he snapped his Achilles in practice last year. You know, he's just returning to form now. That does not shock me. It really doesn't. What else has he got DeAndre Hopkins to throw to? I know this is so cliche. So skip Bayless of me, but I got to say the story that is more intriguing to me is what happens if the right coach and the right moves are made around someone like May like Baker Mayfield, the raw talents there. I think he's proven it. I think he stays in Cleveland. Uh, Baker Mayfield is a mini uh, Brett Favre, but his, his game, his college game against Mahomes was fucking epic. Oh yeah. I mean, this is nothing new. This is not like, where is this coming from? We all know where this is coming from. He just needs the right people around him and the right people coaching him. And if that happens, God help me. I know I'm about to say something that's sacrilegious. It's like Christians against Christ, but we might be talking about the Browns making a fucking deep playoff run. Two, three seasons from now. Is this 40 years ago? Yeah, I know. I know. When's the last time Bernie Kosar? I was going to say, where's fucking, Bernie Kosar? Yeah, yeah, when's the last time he fucking dressed? Uh, I'd be interested to see if he stays on Cleveland. If he doesn't go, let me get the fuck out of here and go play for a real team at some point. He's got that rookie contract to play through. Yep. Has to stay healthy, has to stay upright, mm-hmm. has to keep producing. That's a lot to ask in, in Cleveland if they don't give him any help. All right, next game, Jets and the Titans, and that's all we need to say about that. Uh, <laughs> Patriots-Vikings. Uh, yeah, I mean, everyone's talking shit about New England, but they just keep not losing. Yeah, I, I would uh, leave your date at, at the uh, prom, buddy. I'm just saying. What? Oh, for those for for those who aren't picking up on 
the light sarcasm he's laying down. Ice is telling Chris to ditch the Vikings. They're still in the mix. <laughs> you, you, you're, you're acting like uh, you, you, once we get back to the limo, there's still a chance that you're going to get to get a blowjob. No, leave her. They have one more loss in Chicago. Earl. Oh, my God. Earl. Earl. There's always the driver. <laughs> he can look in the rearview mirror, make eye contact, fall in love. You never know. Just saying, it's not like they're, it's not like they're Green Bay sitting here at four, seven, and one. They're still, still in the mix. They fucked up when they left their quarterback and brought in. Uh-uh. I'm done. Moving. Dude, stop. We've been how many? Thirteen weeks into the season, you're still pounding that fucking rock. Stop, dude. Yeah, dude, I am six, five, and one. I'm gonna pound that all the way through this season. That the quarterback they got rid they of looked, still has a worse record than that. They looked uh, almost unstoppable last season. Until <sighs> they got stopped. Yeah, I said almost. Almost by the, by the guy who has a worse record than the quarterback. You know what? They, have Fuck now. they look a hell of a lot better then than they do now. Uh, you okay. know when they looked better? Ninety nine when they had Chris Carter and yeah. and uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Randy Mouse, the freak. But again, you're changing the the headline here. Everyone keeps all I keep seem to keep hearing about it's over in New England, but they're nine and three and at the top of their division. I don't understand it. It's not over. I've explained this since I've joined this podcast. I've said this. It's not over in New England until Bill says it's over. Not Tom. Not Gronk. Not the fucking defense. Keep hearing about Brady doesn't have it anymore, and this could, we've been seeing cracks in the facade. Well, they're, they're still and, fucking first. And 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 and, and 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 according to Ice, until Belichick stands up and has his King Kong ain't got shit on me moment. Then yeah, they're gonna keep being perennial contenders. Yeah, you know what I love most about the Patriots is they've proved me right time and again, and I've said this time and again. It doesn't matter what you take away from Bill Belichick if he's on the sideline, there's a chance. Take away his draft picks wins. Take away his starting tight end wins. Take away his defense wins. Take away his goat of a quarterback wins. It's be a hell of a team when Kareem Hunt's wearing a Pats uniform next year. You know what? Take away his hoodie. Let's see if he wins then. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute now. Hey, 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 hey. It's a magic hoodie. I don't think he's wearing a patch uniform. I think he's wearing probably a Pittsburgh uniform. That's me. So, 49ers, Seahawks. Seahawks did what they were supposed to do. Seems the ship has been righted in the Northwest. Something happened. I can tell you that. Yeah. That offensive sure, line realized what their job was the last couple of weeks. I mean, let's I be honest here. But the the captain of the Legion of Doom or Boom or whatever the fuck, Richard Sherman came back and was like, oh, shit, wrong team. He went home to retire, man. He went to Stanford. He's from there. Like, he went, to, he went home to retire. Like, that, I guarantee you that Niners contract is going to be the last, his last NFL contract. He's just happy he's near Oakland, near enough near Oakland, but not playing for Oakland, to where he can hit up too short to get another too short mixtape out of too short trunk. Okay, that's it. That's so, <laughs> it's after the games. Yo, short dog over here. What's up? I love cocktails, homeboy. Yeah. 
Album number 10. Short dog in the house. All right. Sunday Night Football. Ooh. The Chargers. Stealing one at the last second from the Steelers. I'm telling the Chargers is that AFC dark horse. Do not be surprised if we see the Chargers in the AFC championship game. I want to say it was Shannon Sharp at the beginning of the season before week one. That was his, uh, he's like, that's my pick coming out the AFC. They got the trilogy. Was it talked about earlier? You need, you need, you need the three. They got the three. They got Phillip. They got Keenan Allen. They got Melvin Gordon. I just, I just love saying this because there's so many people that will argue with me, not on this podcast, but in the day to day world. Super Bowl or not, Phillip Rivers, gold jacket in Canton. Yes. Bottom line. I mean, I know Breeze got you a Super Bowl. Also, a gold jockstrap because he's about to have kid number nine. I, God damn. That motherfucker's been eating his Wheaties plus yours, mine, and Earl's. Jesus, God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. And that's Wheaties infused with Viagra. Yeah. God damn. There's blue footballs all up in his fucking <laughs> cereal. But, uh,. But no, man, I just love it because everyone's like, oh, oh New England, got to steal. Eh, I, I mean, yeah, Chargers might not get the Super Bowl with them. But, man, let me tell you something. It doesn't – having lived in Florida, Dolphins fans were just as fucking proud of – whoa, brain fart. I'm Marino. Thank you, Jesus. Saying, there's, motherfuck- there's motherfuckers down there right now wearing his jersey. Absolutely. I'm not even bullshitting. Watching the highlights of that <laughs> game, I saw Marino jerseys. <laughs> it's, it's, it's almost as sad as still seeing All-Star jerseys and their creamsicle All-Star jerseys <laughs> in Tampa Bay. I'm like, that's two jerseys ago. He's <laughs> one of the best fullbacks of all time. There's no shame in having an All-Star jersey. I'm just saying. Yeah, I still would have had one if... A friend of mine's family didn't leave it in the fucking rain to rot. But anyways, your all star, your red one. Yeah, my official that I oh, yeah, I paid two fifty for. Yeah, yeah. Why you think I don't? Anyways, long story short. Yeah, well, I, I think Pittsburgh will be fine. I think Pittsburgh's coming out of their division, but I think okay. I'm gonna call this. I'm gonna live it up right now. I'm gonna tell you this, Ben. You had a good run, son. It's through. You done, sir. What, you, you think Baltimore's coming out of that division? You are higher than I, me if you think that is what's going to happen. Dude, I'm telling you. All I'm telling you but who? is Lamar Jackson. Big Ben. Going to put him on his Big back? Ben. Big Ben is through. He that boy Antonio is, Brown to throw to. He, he needs to take his motorcycle, go right off into the sunset, and touch whoever he needs to touch when he gets there. <laughs> He's... He's through at the top of his division. <laughs> He's going to get rough, get rough, rugged, and raw with the waitress in the bathroom. <laughs> Shit, sorry. It just struck me as funny. I don't know why. Go ahead. Well, Go ahead. He's, he's through at the top of his division. Putting that out there. He's just not who he used to be. He's not even close. and He won't get back to where he was. I'm putting him in the same category with Eli Manning. You were something once, and that was a long time ago. Oh, in the alternate universe. Universe? Universe. Universe. (laughs) When Baltimore (laughs) takes that division, I'll believe you, but no. He wasn't lying when he said that he's high. I'm just saying, everybody. All right. Uh, 
Okay, but stop. Hold on a sec. Let me ask you a question. Of Rivers, Big Ben, Eli, who would have thought of those three quarterbacks that came out of the quarterback class of 2004, Rivers would still be having a Hall of Fame season, leading this team to not me. the playoffs. Not me. Oh, I would have picked Big Ben. So, yeah. No, I would have picked the guy with the last name, Manning. I'm with you. I'm with yeah, you, me. Uh, so... Monday Night Football, Redskins at the Eagles, NFC East. Is it a shit pile or is it competitive? I'm leaning towards shit pile, but the people who you know root for teams in the NFC East are saying it's competitive. Uh, yeah. Wow. What's it got? You? I mean, not great. Wentz had a decent game, but Philadelphia, you have a Super Bowl winning quarterback on your roster. Why are you not playing? Fuck that. I, look, man. Never went down to that. They have a Super Bowl winning team still on their fucking field. I'm just going to say They just won the Super Carson Wentz has gotten you to 6-6. Six and six. Maybe put in the guy who won you a Super Bowl. I'm just going to say this. Philly's O-line remembered that Monday night that they won the Super Bowl. End of story. That, that, that's it. That's it. That's why Wentz was able to have the game he had. Can't get Big Dick Nick a snap or two. He's the guy that got you to the promised land. I'm oh, just, you cannot! You cannot do that. Well, at this point, Carson Wentz has gotten you to five hundred. So you're saying what they're doing in in so Philadelphia is wrong, and what they did in Minnesota was right? So you got a Super Bowl winning quarterback uh, just here. sitting on the bench. I think he just, Chris. I think he, I think Ice just get the fuck out of my face. I think he just did that to you. Yeah, see, Carson Wentz got new average results at this point. Okay, and what happened in Minnesota? Okay, what? moving on. Nick Foles beat them and then went on to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> you're getting you're getting average run of the mill results, if that, in Minnesota. One game higher than no, average than Case stop. Keenum. Stop. You're getting forty degree days in Philly. You're getting like 55, 60 degree days in Minnesota. Stop. All right. And no, it was I, summer year around last year. Well, it's always sunny in Philadelphia and it's still 40 what, degrees. What, so, what the fuck do you what, want me to say? <laughs> Word to your mother. All right. Wow. <laughs> uh, I think neither of these teams are coming out of this division. Quite honestly, the Cowboys look like the team to beat in the East. It's, All of a sudden. At this point, who. Who's catching the ball in Philly? It was supposed to be Alshon Jeffrey. Now it's supposed to be Golden Tate. And quite honestly, the whole season, it's just been Zach Ertz. Yeah, pretty much. They they have caller 10 is playing running back this week. And by the way, uh, we've all seen Invincible. That's not that far-fetched. Yeah. You know, Get so. Dick, Dick Vermeule in there to cry about it. And it's just, it's on. Yeah, I just don't see Philly. Yeah, like Rich said, forty degree days, man. That's what Philly has been this year. That's what the record is. They are a forty degree day. So, yeah, should we get to the picks? Uh, crunch the numbers. I got to piss real quick. All right, numbers have been crunched. We'll just wait for you to pee. All righty then. <laughs> I kicked his ass. I whooped his ass. But uh, really, dude, it was. Ten seven versus nine and eight and nine and eight, all game, dude. One game. Oh, I, w- I was actually n- talking about. I was talking about the fantasy league. I whipped your ass. Oh yeah! Congratulations, everyone's whipped my ass this year. Have you seen my record? 
Yeah, but I also did it without Melvin Gordon at the last second. All of a sudden, he's not playing. First of all, it wasn't the last second. Melvin Gordon was out of that game for like the whole week. Oh. Yeah. It, did, it didn't say that in the fucking fantasy lineup. You knew Melvin Gordon wasn't playing for like the whole week. I was actually going to be nice like. nice to have a big O by his name then. I, I was like, actually going to like get you up like ice. Like, you know, Melvin Gordon isn't playing, right? But you still won nope. anyway. Would have loved to have a big O next to his name, but that's all right. Cheaters. Cheaters. Dude, I thought I was like doing real well and shit and uh against uh what was that? Stoutman, is that his name? Yeah. And he just came back and was like, Yeah, go sit down, little man. I was like, What the fuck? He's probably gonna win the league. I was like, I was almost hundred and fifty points. He was like, Uh huh, that was nice. Said, mm-hmm. That's just rude. <laughs> I'd taken three or four fantasy losses like that this year. Put up enough to beat any other team, but I play the team that's having a just a ridiculous week. All right, what are you giving me for uh, Javaris Landry? Nothing, because trades are over. Can't do trades Damn anymore. Trades ended like a month ago. Javaris Landry is a bust in in fantasy. Bust. He's a bust in real life. <laughs> so he's a bust in the NFL. He had a couple good seasons in Miami and. Pretty much this year showed it doesn't matter who throws the ball to him. He just he's not good. He was good in college. All right, you know I was going to point out that Case Keenum is doing pretty well in Denver, but Emmanuel Sanders is out for the season. Man. So he's still one game worse than Kirk Cousins. That's all that matters. Yeah, but look at his receiving core compared to Kirk Cousins. Uh huh. Well, he had a great one at the beginning of the year. He had Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas. And you're going to put them against Thielen and Diggs. Okay, let's get to the picks. They're prime, yeah. And they're they're prime. Yeah, Demarius Thomas Thomas in 2015 is the fucking man. True. Too bad it's 2018. Moving on. Yeah, I'm ready. (laughs) All right. Getting up the music for the picks. All right. So, Rich, staying in first place. He went nine and eight last week. Didn't matter, Ice. Didn't matter. He's still in first. 134, 77 and two. I'm at second at 132, 79 and two. Iceman. Even though you did win the week at 10 and seven, you are still 129, 82 and two. Don't call it a comeback. So, Rich gets to pick the order once again. Me, Ice, Chris. All right. So, Thursday Night Football. Jacksonville at Tennessee. Gross. This shit's gross. Uh, Titans. Uh, you're sick in the head, Jags. Cool. Hey, I like Tennessee's offense better. Give me the fucking Titans. Have fun that island ice. I will. Defense. They found it last week. On loser island at four and eight. Uh-huh. All right. Uh-huh. <laughs> one, Sunday, one o'clock games. Oh, are we getting hold up? Are we getting that magical time of year? Oh now you got where Saturday game shows up. Uh New York, the Jets. I don't even think they think they take the bus to this one. They're heading to Buffalo to play the Bills. 
Give me the Jets. Yeah, Buffalo just waved the white flag. They let go Calvin Benjamin and somebody else. Yeah. I need to call Miss Cleo. <laughs> Give me the Jets. I need to call Miss Cleo. Give me to- a minute. You're supposed to go second anyway. Yeah, but give me a minute. I still need to call Miss Cleo. God damn. Uh, says, says that bitch is dead. Now make your pick. <laughs> hey, I'll stay on the island. Give me Buffalo. Buffalo. All right. Atlanta at Green Bay. This would have been a great oh, game God. two years ago. Actually, this was the NFC Championship game like two years ago. Wait, Atlanta at Green Bay? Yeah. Oh, my bad. Yes, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, man, I know Green Bay lost at home last week to just a horrible team, but come on now. They got to have some pride in them. Give me Green Bay. Uh, they do have pride, but they don't have tools. Give me Falcons. Interim coach, and I like Atlanta's offense better. Rich, enjoy the island. Give me the Falcons. Wilson! <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're going to fuck that volleyball, aren't you? Uh, all right. Uh, you mean fucked a... Uh- Past tense. Yeah. <laughs> Some will argue one of the best defenses in the league at versus one of the best offenses in the league. The Ravens are heading to Kansas City. Kansas City. Come on. Yes, sir. Come on, son. <laughs> yeah, Ravens, you got a good defense. The problem is you need an offense. Give you the Chiefs. Problem is you're playing the Chiefs. Yeah. That's your problem. <laughs> What about Kareem Hunt, though? He's not hey, Chris, I'm still going second, by the way. All right. <laughs> you, you went. You said the Chiefs before I said the Chiefs. All right, next up, New England heading down to South Beach. Oh, it's like a vacation. Taking on the Dolphins. Not that it matters for my fucking fantasy team anymore, but give me the pats. Yeah, those guys. Yeah, Dolphins suck. Give me the Pats. Uh, the Saints heading, ooh, heading to Raymond James, taking on the fucking ears. So I know they fire the cannon every time the Buccaneers score. I think what needs to happen is they need to stick that cannon up Dirk Cotter's ass. Every time the Saints score, fire it off. That way he, he knows how bad of a fucking job he's done this season. Saints. Oh, yeah, Saints. Saints. And going to be stopped tw- two weeks in a row. Yeah, no, they're not losing to the Bucks. No. This yeah. ain't week one. Yeah. Another divisional... Uh, seems like a division game for a lot of people. Some? Not really. This one did another division game. The Giants... Heading to Washington. Playing playing the Sanchez. No. 
I mean, the Giants. I mean, that's like choosing between like AIDS and like syphilis. Sy- syphilis, yeah. AIDS, AIDS and AIDS. <laughs> AIDS and super AIDS. Not even that good Magic Johnson AIDS. HIV and AIDS. That's what you get. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with what he said. Yeah, old Eli Manning's better than Mark Sanchez on his best day. Give the Giants. It was it was actually sad to watch that game. Poor Redskins. Adrian Peterson was like, "Just give me the ball and get out of the way, Mark." More division. Boy, a ninety. Okay, wait a minute. A ninety-yard touchdown run, yet rushed for a total of ninety-five yards. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much been AP this season. There you go. Just saying. <laughs> Another division game, the Colts heading down to Houston, taking on the Texans. Texans. Good game, though. Yeah, Texans. Good game. Good game alert. For some reason, maybe it's the beer I've had. Don't I don't do know. It. I'm, don't taking, do it. I'm taking what the Colts. You? I think they oh, just got no. embarrassed. I think they just got embarrassed. And, and yeah, and but I like their running back better than Houston's running back. Give me Marlon Mack. I don't Mack. care about the running back. Do you know who their quarterback is? Yeah. Watson. Okay. All right, next up, the Bengals. It's luck. The luck's going to run out, dude. J.J. Watt, Javon Clowney, just to name a few. Oh, I thought yeah. you were asking who the Texans quarterback was. That too. Bengals heading to L.A., taking on the Chargers. Keep in mind, oh, no A.J. Green, no Andy Chargers. Dalton. Lightning Man's going to be busy running up and down the stands. <laughs> yeah, the Chargers. Yeah, sure. Yep, same here. Give me the bolts. Or yeah. Boltman. I thought it was Lightning. No, it's Boltman. Yuck. Here's another yuck matchup. Denver one, at San Francisco. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Fuck. Physical challenge. Mark? No. Hey, you wouldn't give me a mulligan last week. Pass. Nope. <laughs> oh, fuck. I don't know what else. Uh, Broncos. Yep. That was easy. <clears throat> Same was here. Because while both of their offenses are banged up, at the end of the day, Denver still has their defense. Just give me the Broncos. Uh, more division matchups. Action, whatever you want to call it. Philly at Dallas. Wow. Uh, uh. I know I just said Philly's O-line played well last week, but give, give me Dallas. Oh, feed the Zeke. Feed the Zeke. Give me the boys. As much as I want Philly to win and crush everybody's boners in Dallas, I think Dallas has a better football team. Give me the Cowboys. Yeah, fortunately or unfortunately. Pick your vernacular there. Uh, next up, ooh, ouch, ooh, huh? Pittsburgh at Oakland. Oh, (sighs) 
Well, it's been a hell of a matchup in like the mid seventies. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I would love to see that one. Well, I know. That's, in that's the late nineties, right about yeah, the time we all were born, this has been a great game. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's when you could clothesline the quarterback and get away with that shit. I'm uh, saying in the late nineties with Greg Lloyd, uh, Kevin Green. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would watch that one. Rich, Rich Gannon. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. Give me fucking Pittsburgh. Yep. Oh, Chucky. Someone's got to believe in you, but it ain't me. Give me Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. (laughs) Hopefully he's still married. Maybe his wife does. Yeah. (laughs) With the money he's making? Yeah. Because if he's not married, uh, I'm available. Just saying. In this week's shit bowl... Yes, it is. The Lions heading to Glendale. This might be the worst game to watch as far as pure football entertainment all season long. I don't know. New York, the Jets, and Buffalo is going to be pretty shitty. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm with you on this as far as where they're both at, where their records are at. One team has no one to throw to. The other team has no one to throw to. <laughs> Here's the problem. The Lions need to lose this game. Which means they're going to win this game. Because that's what the fucking Lions do. Alright? But I'm going to go against history and SOL. And I'm going to pick the Cardinals. Huh? The Lions? I, do I... Fickin' no character. Do I need to fucking spell it out for you, Corky? What the fuck? Okay. Lions. At this point, both these teams are pile of shit. Give me the home team. Give me the Cardinals. Okay. Uh... You guys smoke entirely too much weed. Just saying. By the way, even though it's now legal because we're past midnight. Yeah. I ain't smoked any weed since it's been legal. Then there's a weed man right now. All right. uh, The Sunday night game. Send homeboy my way. (laughs) Los Angeles at Chicago. The Rams, that is. At the Bears. Oh, God. Mm. I might actually have to watch instead of listen to this game. <sighs> Having said that, I got more faith in that fucking Rams lineup. Give me the Rams. Well, that's a dramatic pause that wasn't needed. Go ahead, Ice. <laughs> Oh, I'm working. Uh, Rams. I really, 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 really want to pick the Bears. But I fucking can't. Give me the Rams. All right. <coughs> Sorry. Some of that legal weed. Uh, <coughs> Monday Night Football. 
Vikings heading to Seattle, taking on the Seahawks. I'm going to dance with your date. Give me the Vikings. And I'm going I'm to rub my dick all over their asshole. Give me the Vikings. Really? So close Viking. to the end. Thank you. Jesus, God. What'd you pick? You picked the Vikings. Yeah, uh, they're playing for their playoff life. They got something to play for this week. Seattle, I think, could still take an L and somehow be in the wild card still. Give me the Vikings. And that's it. Because there are no college games. That's it for this week's picks. It's all you get. Do have to ask a question since I am the sophomore into the fantasy football world. How do the playoffs work? Am I in it? Am I out? I have no idea. You are. Nor do I. You are in the consolation bracket, sir. Ice oh. made the playoffs. And that's it. Oh, did I? Yeah. Just motherfucker. One, one, yeah. Oh. One team playoff. Just ice. Oh, did I? Yes. I- <laughs> I didn't. I'm seriously. I haven't kept up on it. Yes, you made the playoffs. Your drubbing of me got you into the playoffs. You missed it while you were peeing. Ice was bragging that he beat me. I was like, "Have you seen my record? You don't brag about this year, son." <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I'm gonna go take a piss, and then he's gonna brag that he beat you. Then he's gonna fucking act all nonchalant, like oh, yeah. just blase, blah, blah. Like, oh, I'm in the playoffs. No, seriously, I haven't been paying attention to the records. I didn't know when the playoffs started. And he's the number four seed. Yeah, see, I didn't know that either. (laughs) Wow, our league sucks. Two six and seven teams made the playoffs. No, 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 wait. It doesn't suck. It's competitive, right? I would say it's competitive, actually. I mean, when you're you're posting 150, damn near 150 and getting beat, I'm going to say competitive. No, this this team, this particular team, inspired a new rule change for me in next year's draft. If you're not playing football, I am not drafting you. Between Le'Veon Bell and waiting for six weeks for Josh Gordon to turn into something. Yeah, time is not a luxury. I took some chances this year. Got bit in the ass. Fuck that shit and get on my team. You better be playing football. But yeah, so that's it, everybody. Uh, yeah, maybe next week we'll talk about... The XFL announced all their teams today in the, in the cities. Maybe we'll get to that next week. Winter meetings are going on with baseball. Probably have that to talk about. The NFL playoff picture will be even more in focus. Love that. And I'm sure the Lakers will continue sucking in the next week. Still end up in suck, sucking right into the playoffs. But we are on social media at Sporty Podcast on Twitter. And email the show Sporty Podcast ChristopherMedia.net. New shows. Every Thursday. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. All right. Later, guys. Peace out, y'all. If you like this show, please tell a friend. Please follow us on Twitter and like and share us on Facebook by searching for Christopher Media. You can subscribe to all ChristopherMedia.net shows for free on ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate and comment on all your favorite Christopher Media shows. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. And thank you for listening.
Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.